0: What's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my friend Brent Dunner. Brent is an award-winning actor, best known for his role in the multi-award-winning short film, A Godless Country. On the podcast, we talk about the making of the film and his approach to the character, shooting independent films on a small budget and what can be achieved as a visionary filmmaker. We also chat about Baz Luhrmann's new Elvis movie, Star Wars, and the Lucasfilm's new franchises. Without further ado, please welcome The Talented. Brent Dunner.
1: You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Brent, what's been happening, mate? Dan, g'day. Nice to see you again. You too, my man. What's been happening? Oh, mate, I've uh, been very busy. Um... Uh, in the sense of uh, always working very hard to earn a dollar. Um,
0: that's good. we got to got to get that working. <laughs> got to make that money somehow. Oh, you do. Um, the yeah, arts don't always pay.
1: <laughs> no, that's right. And, um, you know, I've got a, a young family, so i got to keep after making sure it's a nice, uh, smooth transition to keep uh, the young girl, my daughter, Juniper, who's now, uh, she's in grade two. Yeah. Uh, beautiful little kid. Um, yeah, she's... Uh, she stays with me um, part of the week, and then stays with her mum uh, part of the week. Yep. Um,
0: and uh, yeah, we've we've made that work really well. That's good. That that's all we need to know. It works well. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to dig any deeper than that. Although that's what the show is about. Well, that's so. right. <laughs> We're digging deep with Dan. <laughs> Might need to cut that clip out. <laughs> What's been happening on the acting side of things?
1: Yeah, well, the acting side of things have been. Um, It's uh, going gangbusters. Look, we, uh, I actually had an agent for about 25 years when I first started. Yeah. Um, I was with uh, CL agencies and I was with them for so long and I was getting a lot of gigs. Um, And I think with time, uh, as time progresses, you know, most content now has changed. Yeah. Uh, It's more diverse. So, you know, once upon a time I was the go-to dad or the go-to young young buff, yeah, with a can of beer. Now diversity, I think I hit the bottom of the list. You, I would, I'd be somewhere in the mix. But I mean, you know, everything that's out there, whether it be a television commercial, or television show, they, everyone wants to show diversity. So yeah, yeah, it is. The you're going to have uh, different cultures being represented. Yeah. And as far as the uh, middle-aged white male, you're sort of the bottom of the list. Bottom of the list now when you Business. used to be at the top. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's great to have that diversity in film and, um, you know, television and everything as well with the ethnicities and everything getting established. Like, oh, it, it's yeah. great they're doing that. It's... Yeah, I, I think it's awesome, but it's like where they start changing roles to suit the ethnicities that they need to tick Correct. boxes and the numbers for, to get this funding and that, that it's a bit, it gets a bit swirly when they change characters around and things yeah. just to suit those certain things. Like if it's a, it's a film and it's the right character and it's the right person to play that, that should do, that's that's the art form, you know, like let, yeah. let them play it. Like it's written that way for a reason. I mean, there's just some role changes that are good. Like sometimes they change genders, right. In some roles and it just seems to work, which is, it's fine if it works for the film, but it's like, it gets swirly it when does. they start doing it just to tick boxes. That's my only crawl, quarrel with it, so Correct. to speak. But, um, yeah, look, it, it is what it is, isn't it? With, uh, cancel culture and all these things going to me too movements and all that, like the industry's had a huge change, uh, across the board, really, I guess. So it's one of those things where you find your way with it, don't you? Eventually mm. it sort of syncs up and it balances out. It goes all the way with one thing for a while yeah. and then it just then slowly it just, finds the equilibrium yeah. there, yeah, and the balance. So, I mean, I'm all for it. It's just part of culture, isn't mm. it, that we live in, the world yep. that we live in today. So, yeah.
1: I know, I know when I first um, was studying, <clears throat> pardon me, um, I think I was always uh, taught to say, you know, always, always work, on what you know, uh, write what you know. Uh, look, look at, look at the characters that you can play. Yeah, and focus on those. If yeah. you have five, if you have five really great characters that you are great at, then and you know that you can't, you're gonna smash them out of the park every time. Then do that, yeah. And then focus on those characters, and yeah. then tr- try to get that work uh, as those five characters to the casting agents, to with people that represent you um, yep. and really push that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and hopefully the door will open a little bit more. And of late, um, I've done a short film uh, written and directed by uh, uh, Jesse Richardson, which was a godless country. Yes. It's gone gangbusters around the world. It's got um heaps of awards we've got
0: uh I saw 72 mate I, looked, yeah, I checked this I morning, think 72 was, awards yeah it's, I it's was smack. it's like, quite amazing yeah. I mean it's and, great I've seen the trailer oh. yeah and we had
1: a we actually had a screening here in Brisbane yeah um which was wonderful we uh got a little uh, crew together and um people were in rapture about it they said it was just amazing and I think with Jesse he approached uh the affiliates that would help uh, in these sorts of processes, but they kind of turned him away. And he said, look, Bagrat, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to try and make this film and just see where it goes. Yeah. And um, we uh, shot most of it up at Crow's Nest um, out past Woomba and um, at the Gold Coast where there's a lot of um, older sort of little shacks that represent that time period. Yeah. And we it was a really great little process to shoot short little uh, Close ups and mid shots to make the thing work, to make it look like we're in this land from, you know, the 1700s. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, was it 18, 1800s, 1800s? Yeah, eighteen twenty three, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did a little research this morning. <laughs> I mean, it was just yeah, it was just amazing the way it was put together. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, the the scenery, like it looked legit and everything, the way it was shot. And there was, I mean, some incredible wide shots there through the forestry. And as you're running after the uh, was it wetlands or forestry? Yeah. yeah, as you're running after the couple that you're that you're chasing. Mm. And um, yeah, no, it looked awesome, man. The costumes looked great. Like, like obviously you had a older uh, old school what captains yeah that's right uniform on like the red coats basically <laughs> the red coats are coming the
1: red coats um i have a great little story about the horses actually and yeah. and you don't really see much of the horses in the film only that it's a it's a it's a really long shot and we had to establish that it was actually a, a fort yeah uh in shot for some of that and on the day we're in a, a big open field and i'm on this huge horse like um, and it was great because Jesse called me and said, oh, you can ride a horse, right? Sure, yeah, no problem. You can though, right? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Get there on the day, uh, get on the horse. Wonderful couple who own the horses down the track there. Uh, we went out across this field and I realised that this horse that I was on started to slowly get spooked Yeah, quite quickly um, because then we saw blacks coming across like the big blacks for uh, covering the guys because it was such a hot day, they used these kind of blacks over the top, you know, and covered them. And uh, the horse kind of saw these things coming at them and then the horse's ears flicked down. Oh, no. And I was like, this horse is going to bolt. Any minute now this horse is just going to take off. So I reeled the reins in a little bit and pulled his head round to his shoulder. So he just started doing circles quite abruptly. Yeah, yeah. Then the guy that owned the horse galloped straight up and went whoo 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 whoa, whoa, whoo whoa, whoa, slowed it down. Mm. And I was like, everything's all right, right? And he's like, did you know to do that? And I said, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is not my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah,
1: well done, because this horse was nearly going to take
0: you over the hill. Yeah, yeah. And that just would have been damning. Oh, no. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, those, those horses, they've got a mind of their own. I remember I used to date this chick that was, um, you know, like a really top horse rider and stuff like that. So um to show jump, uh, not was it? No, showing the horses and stuff, but she's has oh. got jumper dressage, whatever as well. And she got me on like her like prestige, like, no, as horse. Huge off the ground, and I'm like, oh no! I remember I fell off at one point. It got up to a bit of a, it probably was only a trot or something, and I just it just started going, eh, and I was like, nah, I'm off. I can feel myself slipping off the saddle, and I just bailed and jumped off it. But yeah, no, they are uh, they definitely have a mind of their own. They're wild creatures, yeah, oh, and beautiful creatures, yeah, too, yeah. Like, no, they are. They're magnificent. Yeah.
1: Once this horse was um, really calm with me, because yeah. it was a very calm horse. It was just it wasn't for me with some of the stuff going on around it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, it's a film, um, well, film set, yeah. <coughs> well, right? a lot
0: of people. People around are like, what are they doing?
1: But just a beautiful animal, yeah. um, you know, and they, they got what they wanted for the day and then the rest is, uh, the rest was uh, kind of just dressing up again. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the hot sun and uh, I think we, we went into wastewater deep uh, creeks as well yeah. for part of the film just to, just for a bit of uh, fun as well. Yeah, yeah, To add a bit more scenery, scenery to yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it was a great little picture that we did and... Um, uh, then I, I think I got into some uh, production after that. We did um, – um, what did we do? We did um, uh, Mice. What was it? My, my mind has gone completely blank now. I no, can't that's remember. all
0: right. Well, let's start with the godless country for a moment sure. because um, I did have a few questions about that one. So I know obviously, yeah, I had a look this morning and I had 72 nominations, like – about nineteen different, um, either acting awards that were won, fifteen camera awards. So it's quite mm. a prestigious number of um, even film festivals that it was entered, and That's I think right. four of them were Academy Award winning uh, or Academy Award uh, qualifying, yeah, qualifying festivals as yeah. well, which is which is a big you know d- deal as yeah. well. But um, I mean, so you won a best acting award, right? Yeah, there
1: was uh, there was a few supporting actor ones, yeah, and a few uh, best actor awards yeah. as well yep. uh, from different festivals around the world, yeah. Um, which is great because uh, you, you kind of when you when uh, I've been at acting for what twenty years or something now, yeah. off and on, uh, lots of television commercials, lots of little bits and pieces. Yeah, uh, but really not kicked the door in, especially here in Australia. Yeah, but to come away with this little wonderful show and then uh, people around the world recognizing it and actually saying, "Hey, that's great, we love that." Uh, and here's a couple of awards. Yeah, getting recognition, isn't
0: it? It's oh, something mate, you it's don't expect to have, but all. you probably do desire to have it <laughs> deep down at some point. Why else do you get in this yeah, industry, not- right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you want people to see your films, right, and go, yeah. oh, that was cool, you know, evoke some sort of emotion in them or whatever that, that, that you want to uh, have happen. But you you want people to watch them, probably first and foremost, right? You, yeah. d- you put all this work and all this effort there's so many things behind the scenes that come together with it, but you just want someone to watch it and hopefully appreciate it. And That's then right. to get some sort of recognition like that and say, look, we love the film and here's an award. Here's a little trophy for you. It's pretty cool, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it is pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I've never won any awards for for acting that are uh, films that I've been in have won awards, but yeah. yeah, which is a great thing in itself, I think as well, but to individually get recognized, pretty cool. It is, it is very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Going back on my maestro of, of
1: mice and men was the play that we did at Ad Astra. Yeah. Um, now that I can remember what it was. Okay. Yeah. It Feels like uh, just yesterday. No. Uh, <laughs> but it was a, that was a really great gig as well. We did yep. that with Jesse as well. Uh, Jesse Richardson. Yeah. He directed that for us. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, really great cast. Um, and to, it's such a small space in Ad Astra, um, and we uh, worked uh, with some wonderful uh, creatives in that uh, space. And we, I think it was just uh, really well accepted um, with some of the tricks that we came on on stage with. It was where th- some of the lights would go down, and we were using torches as a search sort of process to look for one of the characters. Yeah. Um, we had. To, to make up sort of our own uh, rifles and weapons, uh, pointing them at the audience to kind of give that feel that we're still searching for this other character in the yeah, story. Yeah. But it just it, yeah, like evoking that emotion uh, in those stories, um, whether it be theater or film, uh, to stay stay in tune to the story and uh, really working hard to not upstage anybody. Uh, try to try to stay true to the characters and and get the story out, yeah, as best as possible and as um and as uh, as easy as possible, I guess, with uh, great great actors that you work with. I mean you you work off so many great people. it just
0: makes you elevate oh, and be totally. better. yeah, 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 that's for sure. do you have you found people that um try to upstage one another on theater sets before? Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and I have. Um, in a competitive way to bring it out in each yes. other because that would seem like it's a good idea but I guess that can get swirly as well.
1: Yeah, because um, especially in that last gig that we, we did of Mice and Men because it was such a dark um, lighting state yeah. that you, you knew straight away if you were in someone's light and the line that you, the fellow actor was on, if you had to step across and... Cover that light. You knew he, you had to sort of trick your body across because you you knew you were taking it away from him. Yeah. Okay. Or her.
0: Yeah. Um, so you had to really be you on know, your game and oh, know where yeah where totally. your presence was on the stage because yeah. you'll only hear about it when you get off.
1: You're like, how dare you? <laughs>
0: yeah. You took my light. I was like, sorry, I just stood in the wrong place. Sorry. And that's the thing. It's not like you can have another take when no, you're like, it's, it's not like film. Theater. Like, yeah. You got to carry on you, and improvise. Yeah. You've got to be, uh, yeah, you got to be on the money yeah. all the time. A lot of the times the audience probably wouldn't even have a clue well, that, that that's not. happened. Yeah. Unless I've seen the show before, obviously. You know,
1: and working with a lot of creatives uh, thus far, this is, that's the learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know staying on uh, staying on top of your mark staying on top of what you're doing where there's a little bit of business wait for those reactions and really try to make it real every time it, it, like you you're in that moment all the time um and i tried really hard to play around whenever i was on stage uh, just to try something a little bit different not too much but just something different every night
0: yeah because otherwise it gets stale. Yeah, keep it interesting for yourself. Yeah,
1: but but not take away from what you're doing um, or anyone else. Yeah, um, I remember with my character because I was the boss in Of Mice and Men, so I show up and finally find out about these two guys coming in to the uh, cattle station. Uh, whether or not I'm. Uh, I, you know, I need, I need to find out wh- whether they're going to be uh, any good to work on my on my uh, presence. Yeah. So, so I need to find out whether they they're capable. And I was I was losing my um, character through dialogue that the audience here, this that the boss was um, angry. He came in earlier. You yeah. Know? So I just tried something, and that little thing was I actually cracked my knuckles as I delivered a line. Yeah. Uh, you know, I said, Have yeah, you got your work slips? You know, and I was like, I cracked my, and I could hear <laughs> oh, people, and, awesome. I could hear the audience, like, Ooh, Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, people hate you that. You could hear that, these yeah. little
1: moans and groans, yeah, but I just, I tried it, you know, and it was one of those things. I did it only the once, I didn't know. I thought, Oh, well, that's something different, yeah, that's brilliant, though, right? Um, but this—that's th- this is what I'm sort of talking about these little moments where. Yeah. You know, you, you may not have rehearsed them, mm. but it's something that you try, you, you think about it and go, but well, does it actually work? You know, and yeah. you just sort of, I, I don't really trouble the director or anyone about it, but I just try to find it Something you want in to play with, yeah. To try to, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's great. And it's funny you say that. I haven't had a lot of theatre experience, but I have had, um, I was doing this uh, production, it was actually an opera, um, and uh, it was called Agrippina. Right. Um, and it's like multi, um, how is it the God, I'm blanking on what the awards are. Heyman Awards? No, I don't know. It won a lot of the Australian Theatre Awards anyway um, for the opera thing. Like they had like overseas talent all coming in to do the main roles. But I was like background with a bunch of boys that I met that I'm now really good friends if we were playing soldiers and we had to spin the stages around and things like that and have different marks of where we had to move these stages with people were in half the time. Uh-huh. They were like big cage things. So we were kind of... We were background extras that were half doing set decoration at the same time. As the theaters going on, as the, you know, this isn't like curtains closed. No, we no. got to do it and get it on the marks all the time. We practiced for a long time. It was hilarious, though, some of the stuff that happened because you got to just go with it. Eh? Yeah. One of the guys almost burnt down the, the stage at oh one point because he put the cable on one of the lights, I made Andrew, and it sat on there for a while. We looked down there and I'm like... smell something and it's like in the the outside I think the rubber was like just was smoldering. smoldering. Yeah, it was smoldering away with it. We're like, Andrew, that's it. It was fun, man. We had the Best laugh, eh? Like afterwards, <laughs> like when we got off stage before we came back, and like he never heard the end of it. It was it was goddamn hilarious. But as you say, is like playing with little things there. Like we didn't have much to do. We definitely no, weren't the main right. main light, but there was a couple of um, p- parts where we uh, went up to get our you know the old money bags with the yeah. money in it and get paid like in the old school way from like a pirate or something. I can't remember exactly, but. Um, like And they started calling me money bags because every night I would hold <laughs> it a bit longer. When we go forget get our money, I'd be like, I'd shake the money and do a little grin to the audience or do something different. And it was getting laughs like each time and I changed it up and it's like, yeah, they started calling me money bags for that reason. But nice. um, yeah, it was funny because you just, you're entertaining yourself and the guys you're working with, oh, but right. you're keeping you're sh- it interesting. Trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. 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 just of to... those little things. Yeah. Um, I know that um, I,
1: I did do a piece for... Um, uh, the actual uh, Queensland Opera Company. Oh, wow. Um, and it was Madame Butterfly. Yeah. And basically all it was is it, they, you know, the, these these guys and girls are operatic singers, just amazing to listen to and, and watch their stage presence. So it was wonderful to kind of be involved with that kind of show. And it's four guys, they use the same four guys, I was one of the four guys. Uh, we had uh, two costume changes throughout the show and most of the time we were soldiers or guards, I think that we were, and we would march up the back of the stage and, and appear as these kind of very strong, very st- stern warriors that had these spears and we had to position ourselves every single time, every night we had to be on stage uh, so that the, our, our uh, leads could work around us yeah. and sing around us and tell the story yeah. operatically and i remember i think it was just watching ourselves back because we never actually got to see ourselves perform you were only hearing in uh, you know reverb back from people that had seen the show or if you could ca- catch a glimpse of a re- replay on some of the monitors because yeah. they're actually filming the show as well yeah yeah So yeah. that the guys and girls in the green rooms could see
0: where yeah, they would the have director to show and up, everything as well yeah right yeah
1: so we actually caught some of it and some, some, some of the nights we were actually, <clears throat> pardon me, we were actually, you know, timed perfectly, you know, walking in, walking out. But sometimes we're, one of us was a bit too quick and one of us were, were very awkward with our spears, you yeah, know. Getting into but place, yeah. It was one of those things that you just can't, you know, if you're not, you're not on your game, you're not, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I feel for the audience because if, if we're not professional in those smaller moments, then it takes a Take, stage. That, yeah. that illusion is yeah. is
0: is gone. It's yeah. completely lost. Yeah. And once you lose that on stage on theater, it's oh. hard to Yeah, you'd have you to be in you it. You can't yeah. get it back. Yeah. You know, you just gotta roll with it. And that's why, you know, improvising is such a huge thing. Like yeah. whether whether it's film or um, a theater or TV, yeah, it's like and you can get so much good content out of that as well like the good substance in a scene like of just some the randomest little thing that you do differently Mm. has that evoke something else in the actor you're playing across and then all of a sudden the scene goes in a completely different place that it's never gone before you're like well we're using that (laughs) yeah it's it's great like improvisation is one of the most important things I think as an actor and you see a lot of comedy actors obviously like you know like Will Ferrell and stuff like that like apparently in Step Brothers like I think 85% of that wasn't even written it was improvised like the whole time and a lot of the I, I read like a few articles on it, and a lot of the other actors had done a bit of improvised stuff, but they had never seen anything like that. And so, imagine that you're going in a scene and you can see how wild the movie is, <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome. But, like, to you, you would, you know, like, not to break, like, when you're yeah, doing those scenes, same character serious. and just have to like roll with just it, just roll with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it's such a cool thing. Like, uh, when I read that, I was like, that makes sense why it's so good and so wild in places because you just couldn't script half that stuff. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. But um yeah, you said you're in a few uh, TV. I remember I could there was a while there a couple of years ago. I could not switch on my TV without seeing Mr. Ryobi. Oh. You were in Ryobi <laughs> commercial for like honestly, I felt yeah, like true. it was like you must have got a bit a bit of coin out of that one because it, it would have rolled no, over into two it,
1: years. It did it. Um, and I think if you see the same commercial, it's just it's the same stuff. Yeah, uh, and they've just got a, a new dad a new dad face Yeah, her, yeah, the same yeah. Thing. No, no, it's the same core. Yeah. Exactly. So it was, um, the setup is that it's um, dad and he's um, he's painting the pinboard in the shed.
0: Yeah, with the tools, yeah. That's right, the shapes of the tools. I remember it vividly, honestly. Yeah. I've seen it so many times.
1: That's right. So it was uh, dad's painting the pinboard and it's happy birthday, merry Christmas, happy Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and he leaves and then obviously mum and the kids come in and, Realize that that's what dad wants for these items uh, through the year. And then they're off. (laughs) that's what dad
0: wants yeah. he wants these new Ryobi tools you yeah. know <laughs> oh, it was brilliant it's a, it's a great ad like I thought it was good but I just it was uncanny how many times it was playing well, that I'd right. switch the TV on and I'd see your face I was like look at Frank, <laughs> Like, and yeah you like obviously you would have got what people don't know if they're not in the industry rollover was when like your TV commercial it'll be contracted for a year or six months or whatever right. it is and then they decide to use it again because it's so good mm. obviously and they use it again the next year it was on for a long well, time that's right there.
1: I think It rolled uh, two years and that was a national television commercial through Australia. Most of that time it's um, the eastern seaboard, so it'll be all um, Queensland, New South Wales, um, Victoria. Um, And I think what it did do was it went to uh, Europe for about six months. Oh, wow. So it went to, where did it go? I think... Strange places like France and and the Ukraine. I'm sorry, I have to say the Ukraine, but I think it went there. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things. they dub it over?
0: They'd have to. They would have to. Um, That would be so strange. Like you were talking about just before we started with (laughs) that. Out of sync audio. (laughs) But, I mean, being action,
1: if there's just, I guess it's yeah, all action. Yeah, and a lot of the TV commercials, there's not um, a lot of speaking
0: in no, it either. No. It's generally voiceover work as well, so mm-hmm. they would have voiced over it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, most of those television commercials you see for uh, brushing your teeth with toothpaste are done in Singapore, and uh, they use kind of uh, really beautiful-looking Singaporeans that are kind of, you know, um, they look kind of more Caucasian than, yeah. singers, it's like from Hong Kong or something like that. But they still use them, they still use them here uh, and they just dub them over yeah, with, yeah. Um, English. I guess, English, yeah. Australian voices.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Because it's it's purely just action, so. Um, yeah, you're right, and that's probably like 95% of the commercials as well unless you really advertise something where it's just direct to camera, isn't it, where you're speaking, then yeah, you could definitely do that. That's so funny, I didn't, yeah, that's awesome. I,
1: I remember uh, breaking the news to a mate that I used to live across the road. He was an older yeah. fellow um, and... Um, Bless his soul, I think he liked to drink a lot. Um, (laughs) As some of us do, (laughs) And uh, he asked me, he said, you're in a lot of commercials. I said, I've done that, you know. He said, oh, okay, so, and he sort of stopped and he said, so you mean to tell me that the little old lady that goes into the golden casket to get a ticket, you mean to tell me she's an actor? And I went, well, nine times out of 10, yeah, it'll be an actor. It was not really a real person. Mm. I mean, she's a real person, sure, yeah, but okay. she's just an actor.
0: Yeah. Actress, whatever. You know,
1: he, he was heartbroken. He was literally heartbroken because he, like, he thought
0: someone won that for sure. He was sure. like,
1: oh, he just went, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs>
0: I've been conned
1: all oh. these years. And he was shocked. He was absolutely shocked. Yeah. And I was like, come on, mate, you, you realize it's not real. But you don't though. I, I think a lot of people don't until
0: you're in the industry. There's so. that many things that you don't realize. Like it's like smoke and mirrors, you know, mm. with, with the whole thing. It's, um, you know, like you would think that this person is driving this car and and like, you know, yeah, like oh, a Porsche or whatever. Yeah. And that's, you know, look at him having a great time when half the time that's they've right. like set a camera out the window or green screened and shot it in a garage. <laughs> And I've just like got footage later on of the yeah, car driving right. and then just put that back in on the green screen and there you go. Like there's so many things like that. It's just all smoke and mirrors. And yeah, true. Yeah. You don't know until you're actually doing it. And you don't know the things that you can get away with. And of oh, like, yeah, yeah. building up a scene like to, to be so real. It's like um Like, for example, like this, the studio here that I've put the wallpaper up that you were saying about before with the brickwork. It's brick, Sarah, ladies and gentlemen, this is brick. It's nice brickwork. All right, (laughs) I did this myself, renovating. Um, We did a scene in a restaurant scene with a table. You know, with this, this is how I first found this wallpaper. It was my mate was like, trust me, man, we can do this. Like we had an office set up where we shot probably 80% of the film. And the rest was outside, outdoor scenes, you know, but we shot and we used it for office scenes, for a restaurant scene, for boardrooms, you know, all these different things in this office. And he's like, we'll get this wallpaper. We'll like tape it up. We won't stick it on the wall. Like this is actually stuck to the wall, but you can peel it off and just go again. It doesn't even damage wow. the paint, man. It's pretty awesome. But yeah. And we, you know, you get some tablecloth and candles, you put the backtrack on of a restaurant, glasses clinking, plate, <laughs> people talking in the background. Mate, it looks legit. You couldn't yeah. even tell. And yet, that is the magic of cinema right that's there. That's
1: right. You know, if you can do, what is it, 70, 75 pages, 78 pages uh, in one room uh, in a restaurant, you've got a feature.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's your budget right there that you can just, like, dwindle down and do it on a shoestring like a lot of us do in the indie game. Like That's right. Yeah. I
1: mean, wasn't it, um, uh, what was it, uh, Ryan Reynolds, he did that film In a Coffin. Which one was that? I don't know if I've seen Do you seen. remember seeing that? Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. But, he, yeah, actually because it intrigued me. I thought, well, how do you pull this off? How do yeah. you actually do a whole film in a coffin underground in the dark? Yeah. Um, but they did. They pulled it off. They So he's got a phone and the phone rings and that's the light. So that's the, that's your lighting stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's on the phone and it's all sort of close against his face and then he's uh, his phone dies, and then he's got a lighter, and he's got a ba- box of matches. And um, the phone uh, calls again, and he's he's trying to find uh, get his uh, colleagues to find out where he is. He's buried under the ground, and yeah. it's just amazing. What movie is this? I it uh, I can't remember. Everyone was probably yelling at me. The title's this. Yeah, I vaguely. But I, can't remember re- the title. I, I,
0: I feel like I vaguely remember that yeah, now, but I didn't was, think um, it was Ryan Reynolds. I sort of no, I think it was Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah right oh okay well that and yeah I mean that's a that's a cheaply shot film isn't it if you can do that yeah right um but you know that
1: this is the stuff you got to do to try to I mean get get into more uh more of Hollywood more of more of Australian stuff yeah yeah I guess um you know uh you've got to for us I mean we've got to we've got to be in television shows here in Australia, or we've got to hit the ground in some sort of Netflix show where they, you've got a body of work that you can still say, well, I've in there. So, okay, great. Well, we'll see you for that as well, you know. And I find that that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, I'm still trying to kick that door in to say what's the body of work you can do and mm-hmm. how, how good are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, how professional are you? We want to see you. Uh, and I still get auditions uh, without question. Yeah. Um, I remember trying out for Jiminy Cricket, the voice of Jiminy Cricket. For um, I think it's the Disney Pinocchio. Yeah, right. And I saw a a quick blurb about that. I think Tom Hanks is playing uh, Geppetto. Is this new or a new? Yeah, oh, okay. brand new. Um, and to the traditional Disney um, Pinocchio. Um, but yeah, I did. I literally tried out for the voice of Jiminy Cricket. So there you go, everyone. Yeah. And I didn't get it. So, yeah, I was going to say, you, you <laughs> couldn't say that if you got it. So,
0: yeah. Actually, I may have seen that he was he was going to do that. And I could see him playing that character yeah, as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he was, um, we were talking about before the podcast, the Elvis film that was oh, shot here right, on the yeah. Gold Coast. And he's yep. playing um, the manager of yeah. Elvis. And he had a whole, like, fat suit on. I don't think he put that weight on, but no, that's right. he had a big definitely, fat suit yeah, on because I saw because I was on set for a bit of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, it was, you, you you couldn't really... You could tell that it was him. And his vo- when his voice comes across oh, yeah. the, the speakers when he's talking, you're like, wow, that's Tom Hanks. Like, yeah. you know, it's such an iconic voice. Te- definitely, yeah. yeah. Forrest Gump, you know, yeah. so many good films that you grew up with or, yeah, you know, yeah. like that, you, that you've watched before. And a, just, um, yeah, tremendous actor. And he's just, uh, just seemed like a real cool guy on set and everything. And, yeah, it's just... Yeah, that's it's, it's, it was awesome to see him in action. Eh? not that I got to see much of what his acting was. It was mainly mm. Austin Butler who's playing Elvis that right. I got to see because it was um like on stage performance type thing um and him talking to the crowd and stuff like that. So it was a lot of that. But he seemed like a really cool guy and obviously someone that's coming up. And when that film drops, it's could quite well be nominated, I would say. It's sort of one of those genres of film and such an Definitely. icon being Elvis Presley um, mm. that, you know, you're right in line for a sort of Oscar noms or, and yeah, things like I, that. I, I, yeah, and, exactly. Um, especially costume, you yeah. know, like... Oh, costumes so, were amazing, yeah. <coughs>
1: costume set, all that kind of... Because they've really married um, imagery of Elvis's life. Yeah. Uh, especially in the trailer. Yeah. Um, You know, Elvis... Particular parts of Elvis's life that everyone's pretty pretty familiar with, yeah, okay, um, because it was kind of like um, really standout performances, um, like him on Ed Sullivan and um, him in Las Vegas, um, you know. So those those performances, I know for a fact, when I grew up, and Elvis was everywhere, yeah, um, and those those performances were were stuck in my head as a kid, um, um, and everyone in those days back in the 70s was like I oh, was this I oh, was that it was just <clears throat> you're either you either love Elvis or you like the Beatles that's how it used to be yeah right um but um yeah this film I think is going to be uh uh groundbreaking and it's in you know for Baz Baz Luhrmann, you know congratulations to him because he's you know um basically self-produced this thing himself uh, brought it to Australia um you know kudos to him because I mean without men, uh, women like himself, mm-hmm. um, creating these projects for the rest of us, tiny little actors, um, then we don't get a slice of the pie. And yeah. then it, that's that huge knock-on effect. Everyone uh, has a piece of that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: From, uh, you know, uh, wardrobe trucks to guys on the, on the ground, guys and girls on the ground, camera crews, um, uh, f- food and beverage trucks, the whole, book, the whole, yeah. You employ a lot of
0: people when you when you bring Definitely. a production of that scale um, to somewhere like Southeast Queensland. Cause I know like they had obviously a lot of the studios they were mm. running out of and a lot of onset location stuff. And mm. yeah, there's so many people employed by that hundreds of people employed like through that that you don't even see as well oh, oh, as exactly. the onset. But like, I mean, that, that was the thing about, you know, the thou shall not be spoken, the thing that we've been going through the last <laughs> couple of years that uh, it brought a lot of productions to Queensland cause Queensland was, um, you know, Know, relatively shut down and locked down and they were able to do productions here were under you know protocols and strict stuff but um That's right. there was a lot that came here um to film and to the point where they're using like these a b c and d sets a crews like yeah. and employing so many crew people um to put these things together you know I, I can
1: tell you for a fact that when uh covid was pretty much out there and still is uh and we were all still wearing masks, and everyone was, you know, completely scared, frightened. Everyone was scared about it. Mm. Um, uh, the whole hand sanitizing, you know, self distancing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And how do you how do you actually film a production on these kinds of
0: protocols you know, and guidelines? Per- exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right, but. They figured it out. Yeah, they, they did. They, yeah. they tried to figure it out. They they made sure that everyone on set knew. When you're on set, you wear a mask, and when you're on stage or on set, you're allowed to have your mask off. You perform, and ma- and they call cut. And mask goes back yeah, straight yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there was washing the hands. The uh, sanitizer everywhere. Um, I actually was involved in bringing the cast uh, for Young Rock. Yeah. Uh, from the airport. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I was called in, it was me and another guy. Uh, they asked if we had understood protocols and we still hadn't had our shots yet. Yeah. This is way, way in the early days uh, because we couldn't get vaccines here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, They
1: were still, the government was still trying to work out how to make vaccines, uh, whether they were going to set up um, uh, centres for um, patients or whatever. Um, all this money that was spent... Anyhow, I was called in, and I had to show up at Screen Queensland. I had to drive a van out, uh, a bus. We had allocated seating for the for our um, American cast. Everyone had their own name on their own seat, so we could self distance them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I showed up at the airport, and I sat in that van for four hours before I actually got eyes on the on the cast. It took that long to get them from the plane, through customs, through all the protocols, to get them to come onto soil so we could ship them to a secret location yeah. uh, in the valley where they were uh, quarantined for two weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was that was the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so for the
1: cast of Young Rock.
0: Yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, I was on it a couple of times, like just here and there, uh, extra stuff, yeah. Um, it was good to see they kept running. Yeah. Um, through that, yeah, they, I mean, they were coming through the height of it. And the, was that first season? Yeah, and second season yeah, recently yeah, yeah, season. as well.
1: Yeah, definitely yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, 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 um, went for, uh, you know, heaps of different audiences. I think I went for a taxi driver, number yeah. one. Yeah, um, bus driver. Uh, I auditioned for these kinds of roles. Yeah, little bit parts
0: and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, had a, I had a few like speaking roles like for it as well. Um, but yeah, auditions, I didn't get any yeah, of them. But yeah. um, it's great because that's what happens when these productions come here that, you know, the smaller actors like ourselves um, get, get a shot at little <laughs> yeah, bit parts. And, that's right. You know, that's your time to shine. If you can get something like that and be seen by the right people, they'll get you back again and, you know, like might give you a bit of a bigger part or expand your character. It's just these are the things that you work with that's when you're it. on set and you get a call up and whilst maybe you're only an extra or whatever like on something like Elvis or whatever you can get picked out to have a one liner here and there if you're well behaved you do the right things on set then um, and don't be an idiot then you can Mm. you might get you get a chance at, at at a shot at something that could propel your career down the track you know it might be such a little thing but you get seen in something like that you get a one liner here and there that matters a lot like that's a little win a little break for us and to try and springboard onto something better yeah
1: I think you're right. It's it's all about uh, having respect for, I guess, the, the tireless hours of cr- cast and crew that have been there for so, so, uh, way longer than you have been. Yeah. If you're there for a 10 hour day and that's your call, you've got to be most respectful for everyone that's working very hard, that's been there day in, day out for months. Yeah. And you get your 10 hour call. You ask the right questions, you get placed to be sat somewhere out of the way until you get called up. Um, Yeah, and as long as you have respect for everyone and follow the processes, then, yeah, hopefully your door opens. And if someone finds you uh, another way in or they, oh, hey, this guy's perfect, Brent, come this way. I'm sure. No problem. Yeah. yeah. If
0: you got the right look, you can get placed (laughs) somewhere. Yeah. It's where the dad look can pay off, mate. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. And it's like, what I noticed is too, you mentioned Baz before he ran a really good set. Like he Mm. made you, even though you're on there as an extra and whether there's, you might be only 10 of you or there's a hundred or whatever. And some of the scenes there were that I was like involved in. There was a lot of crowd. Um, and but they didn't really treat you like extras. You know you're an extra, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they were calling you like background artists and things like this, which had never really happened on set before. Yeah. Usually it's, it's like it's, extras over there, you know, like and it's yeah. very stern and strict. And state. you've got a
1: second AD that's talking to you uh completely and no one else is even looking in the eye. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. But no, he was he was great, man. Like, and and you could tell the energy lifted when he was on set. Like mm. I did some of the second unit stuff and It was just, you know, like it was a thing. And he would come by just to check it out and see how it was going. And honestly, the energy that lifted, especially when you're dealing with a lot of people in a big crowd and you need to keep that energy the whole time because generally there's a lot of cheering going on for Elvis and girls fainting and things like this as they did back in the day because he was such a, you know, huge icon that that's sort of that energy for 10, 12, 14 hours that you're on set is so vital. And for a guy to lift people up like that, and as a director, it's, it's it's pretty awesome. And it's obviously your job at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's been on enough sets, he's that experience that he knows that that's what's, you know, required of him in certain things, even though he could be just kicked back and like be, you know, he's the head honcho basically, yeah. you know, running the show. He doesn't have to do that. But he, he saw the core value in having a high energy extras that what it takes and what it brings to the overall scene of things. And you could tell he just sews it all together seamlessly. And that's like he's he's been involved in a lot of these films, like, you know, Moulin Rouge, and I think he did – um Oh, what song was like Toby Maguire and all that Uh oh, that was um, uh, Great Gatsby Gra- things yeah. like that you know like it's really extravagant kind of sets and, yeah. and 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 the way they're dressed with all the outfits and everything and just there's so many moving parts to all that but he's obviously been there and done that so many times on a big stage now that he's just he's locked in and he knows what he's doing he can control it in that way but it's so important it's funny because like you know you're only a, kind of a shit kicker on the side <laughs> but it's like when you get made to feel that little bit more important you give so much more to it and they're well aware of it, eh? And it really shows in those scenes because you just don't realize how important the background is to the overall scheme of things. Because you know he's putting it all together in his mind, and oh, editing the film as he's going as a director. You know, and a lot of them are different. But and he's
1: a rare breed, old uh, Baz. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. Something that Australia, I think, um, you know, that whole tall, tall poppy syndrome where we we have our we have our sports stars mm. and then we have our artists, yeah. And as soon as our artists sort of hit the big time, uh, let's let's yeah they take off. Yeah, but yeah. you know it's you know we have that t- we're like oh not not them again. Yeah, you know we we shouldn't have that attitude towards it. We should be we should be grateful that these men and women are are even around
0: mm-hmm. and Australian. They generally give back though a lot of the time. Oh yeah, he brought the production here. I mean, there's a lot of factors obviously in it, but I didn't realise he's actually Australian, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until recently. Yeah, you know, like in. I don't know. I think yeah, I swear he has like a he has got like a, a
1: well-rounded accent. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like a, he's sort of got a Britishy American accent. That's kind of like it's all flows in there. Obviously, he's mm. spent a lot of time in those countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he's lived. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on his exact. Uh, I think there's
1: a lot of gl- when I think of Baz Baz Luhrmann, there's a lot of glam in yeah. his films. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah. He's completely- a glam dude. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's very eccentric. You yeah, know, yeah. like yeah. In, as most artists are, um, and, and creative artists in this industry, yeah, are very much. Like that, and to capture those things is what makes for great film. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing that when you know,
1: you know, Baz shows up at uh, you know Plevisex front door. I want to do a film here in, in Queensland. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. Let's do it. And then obviously, when COVID did hit, uh, that prediction that production hard. Uh, they basically had to kind of stop production for a while. Yeah, yeah, of course, Some uh, time, yeah. Tom Hanks obviously got ill, mm. uh, was at the university hospital there at the Gold Coast. Uh, he was fine. He got through it. Um, I think him and his wife. Uh, yeah,
0: Rita. Rita. Yeah. Um,
1: and, um, you know, kudos to every uh, medical staff that were there, you know, everyone that was helping out that finally got that thing
0: finished. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was probably in production then for maybe like a year and a half or yeah. so or even maybe yeah. longer than that. Um, yeah, because of the halts and everything. Because I know mm. they had it ready to go, like, you know, everything ready to go and like obviously it's timelined and scheduled yeah. and everything and like the costumes and this and that. and really right. And then, and then obviously boom. Tom, yeah.
1: Tom's uh, got other projects on the, on the yeah. back burner. Then he has to kind of look, just hold off where he has to go back and then come back again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which must've happened. I mean, he's obviously a busy man. He's doing a lot of things. Yeah. 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 No, hats off to them. And he's he done a great job with it. Like when I was, like I was only on set for probably maybe a, yeah, oh, man, probably a week all up, I guess, you know, yeah. three or four days here and there. Um, And it was fantastic to see like everything, the way it was run and just, yeah. And it's gonna be a good, good film, eh? Like it's gonna be be so good. I hope well, I like when I was on that second unit at one point when I got brought back, um, because I was like playing a, a US um US soldier. Um but it was like back in the day with the whole white uniform, you know, and the, the nice. t- yeah, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It was cool. But I got asked to do, um, I actually ended up doing some stunt-like work in it. Oh, cool. Like, Yeah, well, I don't know, you know, you, it's definitely stunt work. I got like, it, it, but I'm, you know, like I'm not a qualified stunt or anything. <laughs> like they just <laughs> asked me to do we'll it. Just do this. And because I was there and there was a few of us in that uniform, but for whatever reason they they got me to do it, you know, like you, mm. you do what you're told, you do yeah. your thing. And I got asked, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, can you do that? Three people – actually, I probably shouldn't say too much because I don't even know if it's going to make it into the – but it was a moving car and I had to throw people out of the way of this moving car and I got <laughs> hit a couple of times and it's like, yeah, smashed up my hand and stuff. But it was awesome. Like it was it was so cool to be able to do it and get – and I hope it makes the film because it will look really cool. What but a- it's such a short sequence, you know, and, yeah, i better not say too much because I obviously don't want to give – it's not really giving anything away of the film no, overly. No, but but I mean, it's still like, – Yeah, it's a, it's a scene where – like Hanksy and Elvis, like they're in the they're in the cage trying to get out of this festival, you know, and like and all these because everyone mobs. It just mobs, mobs, the mobs car, yeah, right? as they he did wherever he went. And so yeah, I got to do some pretty cool stuff with that. Like, yeah, one of the stunties like ran and jumped on the bonnet this woman and you had to grab her off and like just they mobbed the car. So we're playing like we're like naval security, if yeah, you will. Wow. Um yep so yeah it's like it, it's pretty it's pretty cool man but yeah I better mean, not say too much more because I wanted to make the film if it does or it doesn't but it's cool to just do something fun other than what you normally do as an extra on set or whatever so other than Elvis what else have you been working on man lately um, just a lot of I've been doing a lot of have a lot of auditions you know yeah. for things yeah it's um, I I mean you know it is what it is I haven't landed a l- the majority of them yeah um, same But I mean- and if if any of them to be honest of the biggest stuff mm. Um, but like even yeah speaking roles in like the young rock thing um mm. i've had several of those um other pilots that have come here other tv series that are about to come here like i had probably the biggest audition that i've ever had a few months ago for like a lead in a big a tv series that's getting done here yeah um and that was awesome just to get the opportunity to do it you know it's like get it, you know what it's like with an audition last minute. It's like seven pages of dialogue, oh, man, in yeah. a couple of days. And it's like, I'm like, how am gonna I going to memorize? Me oh, And it was like, one of them was like a full page monologue dialogue. And I was like, this is the scene that's going to win or lose you this audition. You know, this is what's going to get you the role. So I really concentrated a lot on that and did the rest. But man, I did an all right job. I did a good job with it. I was happy with it at the time that I had. Um, I didn't get it, but, um, and I won't say too much because I know it's going to be shooting very soon and you never know if you might get caught up to well, a little right. bit part or something that they liked what they did yeah so there's always something else but yeah a lot of auditions in that regard on some big stuff and getting you know which is good and it's great to get in line with it. Um, but other than that, man, I've just been doing a lot with the podcast and stuff like that. Acting's, um, I wouldn't say it's taken a backseat, but right. it's definitely something I've focused on over the last like two and a bit years of getting this going and up smoothly running and everything and um, just, you know, getting great guests on and, and things like that. So it's a beast, you know, as I've said on other episodes, you know, roughly it could be like 10 hours of time that I've spent on each episode to get it out this so year. hope <laughs> people listen and watch to it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's that. And, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, other than that, I did this uh, series like up the sunny coast, uh, based on the Sunshine Coast. It's uh, Hard Knock Life. Right. Um, so I did that a few, a couple of years ago, though, the first season. So six-part season. It actually got picked up by Amazon Prime in the US. Oh, and great. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. And a couple other streaming platforms like Plex and Tubi, that's still on there now if you want to watch it. Um, but yeah, it's up there and we're, we're basically going to be shooting hopefully the the second season this year. It's looking really good, or, you know, I've met up with the the producers and stuff and the writers and it, it's all going. They've got like a lot of different writers on board to help them shape the series and a lot more other people, bigger budget, you know, they're nice. going through the funding stages of things, you know how it goes and behind the scenes there's a lot that gets worked into it to bring the overall production quality right up for the mm. second season, you know, and I know they've got meetings with a lot of, of the bigger um, streaming platforms to you know, yeah, integrate everything yeah, uh, for the second season. Door opens, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's looking odds on that it's going to be shot this year, which I'm really stoked to get back into that. Cause we did it a couple of years ago, the first season, you know, there's a little yeah, bit of time between so drinks, time. but in all honesty, like it, take, it took like a year or so to come out and get picked up and things like mm. that. And that's where I think, um, you know, the pandemic uh, like helped, because they needed a lot of content on a lot of streaming platforms. So yeah, in that regard, that was awesome. So I know that's coming up and uh, I've been talking to the mate about a feature coming soon that he wanted me only uh, to took a call from him the other day about it. So that'd be cool if I can get back shooting with him because it's a guy that I did a lot of films with, you know. So yeah, nice. that would be really awesome. And like it is in this industry, um, you get that core group of people that you work with a lot and you tend to go on the same films like you did The a Godless Country. You're right, on the theatre right. thing. And like you just get with these directors and writers and other people that you really work well with, you jive with. And mm. that's so vital and important in this industry to, uh, you know, boost each other up, you know, yeah. and, and 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 use... um any networking ability you got if you're on for a producer. Cause I know like myself, like, so I talk to a lot of people, you know, cause people ask me, how do you get all these guests for the podcast? I'm like, yeah. man, I, I just you know I know these people from the industry, or I keep an eye on all these people that I know that are really talented, and some things that <laughs> get happening, you know, and That's it's right. just like the right time and to talk to them and like yeah, get them on the podcast and stuff. But like it always used to be like because I produced quite a lot of stuff as well and helped out mates, and they'll call me up last minute and go, oh man, I need to fill this role. You know, someone's dropped out. It's this and this and this. You know, anyone? I'm like, yeah, I can think about three or four people offhand. Like, here's a send them through like headshots and stuff of yeah. this. Don't even tell them that they look at the, like, oh yeah, I want that one. I like, oh look, you know, I know this. You know, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> this director, he's like, he likes to look at you for this role. Are You're available, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like there's stuff yeah. just how you're helping people out, man. And that's, that's awesome to get, I guess this, it's that, um, uh, good positive energy yeah. to say, like, yeah. yeah, look, we're all we understand how it's like, don't give up, keep going, yeah, that's it. You and, know? and it comes back to you, man. That's it right. really does, like what you put out there. You can say it's woo woo as you want, but yeah, when you're positive and you're, you're holding yourself in a high regard and you've got good energy about you, people feed off that as well, like mm. for good and bad reasons, obviously, yeah. too. But if you're like staying on. On that higher consciousness, if, if you want to call it that, or you're, you're just, you're elevating there and you just keep going mm. and keep working at these things and stay positive about it. Things just happen. Well, I know, I know I've been down in the dumps over a, a, a few things and like, and, and you, when you get that bit of attitude, you like all of a sudden nothing's like sort of happening and you're like, mm. you get a bit on, you're down on your luck and you're like, man, like, oh, you know, like it's so much as, as you know, as an actor, it's so much effort you're putting in behind the scenes, like mm. endless amounts, endless, because it just doesn't stop. Mm. You can always get better. At that's anything right. you're doing you know that's a constant work and, and and it's a pursuit that is is just so hard you know and that's why a lot of people give up too and like mm. why the people in the upper echelon get paid the money they do because yeah. they stick at you have no idea the the sacrifices that they've made to get in those positions you know and yeah. it's just there's so much, yeah you can get down in your luck and it's just like if you you pick yourself up you stay positive and you stay good all of a sudden something just comes your way yeah, and you're like, well, look what happened when I did when I when I got the bit of attitude about myself. The universe just provided something for me. Whether you want to believe in that kind of well, it's, energy it, or not, it is it's such a it, thing. It
1: is, um, you know, it is an energy. I mean you have to you have to kind of accept that for what it is. Um, you know, I've, you can be on some sets where if something is really bad and it happens in front of you, um, it can really pull a crew a crew and a scene apart, it can pull it apart to, and it can be completely damning. Yeah. Um, so as as a healthy, positive uh, set for all the crew to be switched on, actors to be switched on, everyone's there for that end goal, um, you know, the energy's got to be good. It's yeah. got to be up. Like you mentioned about Baz and exciting uh, these background artists, you know. Um, yeah. Now I was, when I did Godless Country, um, I thought, oh, well, that was, that was great. And <clears throat> I think, you know, I was like, any, you know, anyone that thinks, oh, well, that, that's it then, there won't be any more because that's as far as I'll go. Yeah. I get a call from a, a, a fellow that wants to do a feature. Um, he saw Godless Country and he said, look, I loved you in a Godless Country. I want you to be in my film. Yeah. Um, now, the character's awful. He's, he's a really horrible guy. This character's called Warren. And the story is uh, a very dark, awful, horrible story about, um, I guess, the sex trade. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to get his feature up and running and he wants to shoot it in September. Yeah. So I said, look, send me out, um, you know, um, a self-test and I'll I'll run it off for you and you can decide. Yeah. He loved it. He said, look, I, that's wonderful. I, want, I will still want you to be involved. Can I send you the script? I said, sure. I read the script. Um, so I'm in on I'm in in page 40 and I'm out by 53.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know hey it's it's something right yes yeah, so you're in, in, you're in there for an inciting incident as a yeah, yeah. An, an antagonist character by That's the right. of it yeah yeah
1: so I mean it's and it's a it's a great character you can kind of get your teeth into because it reminds me of so many other great like uh, picky blinders and all those kind of dark characters you know yeah um just horrible dudes that are in the, in these sort of fantasy kind of existent worlds um yeah and I can be as bad as I really want to be, you know, in this piece. It's got to be um, pretty
0: cool to tap into that. In oh, a, yeah, yeah. In a badass. It's right. very dark. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very dark. Yeah.
1: Um, which is a great little role. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. And that's that's come out of what something else Some, that I've done.
0: Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Because you know? someone's seen A Godless Country, which I've only seen the trailer, but you're quite menacing in that as well. You play Captain Cobb, am I right? Yeah. And he's, he's the one hunting down... Yeah. The couple yeah, that's exactly. trying to get
1: away, yeah, yeah. So they've escaped, um, and he's he's uh, been awful to that couple as well, uh, and that their, their young child. And um, the the problem with Cobb is that he comes across as this vicious, twisted, um, you know, um, captain, British captain. Uh, he's been he's been on the land uh, in this new uh, country of Australia for too long, far too long. And he wants to go home. He just wants to go back to England. But um, where the where his confusion is, uh, he's doing it all for love, and he's uh, confused about that. And he's um, he's um, being forthright and trying to find these people because he's in love with the girl. Uh,
0: okay. uh, ultimately, yeah, or um, fixation, <clears throat> fixation, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, because so, I said that where he tries to break at the deal yeah, or boy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I
1: mean, like that whole that whole process for him uh is 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 damning because uh, you know, he he loses out as well. Um um and there's no there's no real hero uh at the end of the story for 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 the ending. But um it's a great little piece, you know?
0: Yeah. Well when you're playing a character like that, and I know I've read like a lot on these things and it was an interesting um, part, like when you're playing a bad guy, you know, per se, in a film. But they don't really see themselves as a bad guy, right? They, no, they, no. they have an objective and a life that they're living and a purpose and they're going for that and they don't necessarily see themselves as a necessary evil or anything. They're mm. just doing whatever means necessary to get, what they want, right? right. And sometimes they cross a lot of lines in the path of that and they don't really realise it. So when you're taking on a character such as that, how do you sort of go about that? Do you ever consider yourself to be a bully or a bad guy in that sense or you just see that common objective of like what you're trying to get out of it? Like how do you approach something like that?
1: For for Cobb, it was always um, uh, Cobb Cobb wanted to get out of that world. He, He tried every single thing possible to get out of that country yeah. because he was stuck there. And all of the seniors above him uh, were telling him that he, that was his job. He had to make sure that uh, convicts had to stay on the land to work, to farm the land and to, you know, hold anyone accountable that that wasn't going to do that. Um, and then for Cobb to still strive to do the right thing in his position, still couldn't satisfy his uh, seniors, so it was this awful circle that he created. This this horrible thing of him just chasing his tail, um, and his objective just became uh, a pipe dream. He, you know, there was he, he saw his he saw his goal, but he could never achieve it. Yeah. So it was just that awful damned uh, world that he w- had lived in and and got stuck in. Uh, so through through the course of that particular film, you find out that he's um, basically, um, you know, uh, he just he 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 adores this girl, this girl, and it's not she's already married to um, uh, another guy that's that's convict there, and then he he tricks them into believing something else with the daughter. And uh, it's all revealed at the end of the film that yeah. he's actually just a rat bag. He yeah. just he didn't want to save or help uh, anybody. He just wanted to have her. Yeah. And it just causes this awful um, climax at the end of the film. Um, but, yeah, so it was one of those weird things. It's like you say, he, he doesn't see himself as being an evil person. Mm. No one gets up in the morning and says, you know what? Today I'm going to be an arsehole.
0: Mm. Except maybe Putin. <laughs> Probably Putin. <laughs> not really joke about that, but yeah, yeah. There is some evil in the world, yeah. There are evil yeah. in
1: the world, right? But in common everyday world life, men and women, we, we try to be uh, as pleasant to each other as we can be, um, especially for the sake of our children. We want to be a great uh, role model for them. Yeah. Um, and how to live in a in a world where there is a Putin? Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. So for for Cobb's character, he kind of got stuck in a in a very dark uh, situation where he just couldn't see an end goal, and um, he uh, came unstuck in the end.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for you then to channel that kind of frustration, anger and emotion and things like that, like how do you sort of approach the scenes with your acting? I mean, there's so many different ways. There's so many different acting techniques out there and whether you're trained or not or you just Mm. do the thing on camera, like the the jury's out on a lot of stuff that's successful because everybody's got their own opinion. Mm. Where does your sort of background lie with all this and and techniques that you use or anything in that regard? Um, Well, there's a lot... um... You know, I, I, I studied down
1: the whole uh, road of um, the Stanislavski or Uta, uh, Uta uh, Hagen, I think that's right. Uta Hagen, yeah. Hagen, yeah, pardon yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you've got your Meisner as well. Yeah. Me- now, Meisner sort of tipped it on its head that it's like it's it's right to be true to yourself and your character but try to relate it as much as you can to your own experience. Yeah um so if you can put yourself in those shoes and try to figure out well how would you try to get out of that what's the feelings that you have and how does it affect you mm. um does it create anxiety does it create um frustration uh sadness does it create uh um a fight you want to fight. You, you know, you're fighting towards that that whole process, and I try to relate it as much as I can to the script as well, because I mean, you can only go by the words that you've rehearsed in the script. So if the words are sort of sort of directing you into a a process where it's they're kind of giving you clues of what they want from the scene, yeah. They're kind of giving you clues whether it's whether it's going to be very dark or whether it's he's he's trying to come out of a, uh, you know, because some of the dialogue for me, for Cobb, uh, there's a lot of reminiscing where he's talking to the younger captain, uh, the younger soul, private, pardon me. Um, and he always kind of gives his spin on where he believes the world is and why they're in it. So... With, re- with respect to the script you can only go as far as the words want to take you and then what comes out of that process is try to find the tricks to the hidden the hidden meaning yeah subtext yeah it's yeah. all that subtext that comes out
0: yeah and mostly, mostly. would you um, then know, you're relating that to your like using a substitution form of technique of like relating to it in your own personal life, little things to make that anxiety if the character is feeling anxiety. Do you sort of use that kind of technique with substitution or... Because I know like Stanislavski and all those, a lot of the acting techniques are like an abbreviated or a hybrid form of the one technique kind of... Correct, and, yeah, yeah. And then they've sort of branched off into all these they've made their own techniques around the sort of fundamental techniques, yeah. if that makes any sense, yeah.
1: right? Like that's because I mean it it has to for it to sit to sit in your soul, you know, and come out of your eyes. Come out of your eyes is truth. Um, I find that when I was Cobb, the truth was always in my eyes. And there was a lot of shots in that film where Jesse um and Aaron Singfield, the um, director of photography, really pushed the camera way, way in here mm. all the time yeah. on Cobb, yeah, because it was the you could feel the pain, so much pain that this man had, and whether that was because he was he he possibly had so much more atrocity to so many other men and women before mm. he even got into this moment, yeah. Um, and so that was built up. Through yeah. Him, yeah. So you could see that dwelling and and coming out of him through some of that dialogue, because uh, he really wanted to get away from uh, the godless country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you will. Yeah. No, it's it's great, and I know I saw some of those shots in the in the trailer that I have seen of like the eye like, like you know I could see that. Um, anger and determination in his eyes mm. to chase this couple down over the, over the landscape. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, it's a great technique to use to get into the emotionality of the character, right? It's the yeah, shoot definitely. It that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, the eyes of the window to the soul. So it's just, and
1: again, it's like, because of, because of the um, circumstances that that presented themselves with this group of people, um, the, the country itself actually became a character.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's because a good point. It was, yeah.
1: It's the harshness of the land that was either uh, stopping them from success, you know, uh, succeeding or not. So whether it was wet weather or the harshness of the heat or creeks or whether it was snakes and spiders or whatever the land wanted to throw at them, um, they still had to f- try their very hardest to get to that end goal. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me, sorry. Right. But um, you know, it's one of those things you kind of, you kind of have to go through it. And we actually, I think it was, we actually shot. Fin- I think we finished shooting that thing just before COVID hit, and we were um, there was a, there was a lot of logistics that had to play out because the crew that we had was, was only a handful of people really. Yeah, um, we had to carry everything out. Yeah. And whether I was dressed in costume with a rifle and a sword and climbing up a mountain to a mountain peak to, you know. I do all my own stunts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, and carry camera gear and carry lights and whatever else we had to get up that that yeah. gorge or whatever. It was all hands on deck. It was yeah. like I got that, I got this, I got this, you know. And we kind of had to carry a packed lunch up with us because
0: we'd you don't want to walk back out. To well, go get we didn't food. Have, yeah, We yeah. couldn't
1: get food trucks in or any of that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. This was like a, a low key
0: budget. You're kind balling of, out on a budget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what it's like on a lot of these indie sets as well. Like you have no idea. I mean. That's why people don't know, you know, like it could be, you got a shoestring budget, you're doing a lot of it for the love yeah. and the indie realm. And um, and yeah, you're having to go through these processes. And that's what shows though, too. You can't just be like an actor sitting there, you guys carry all that, like do no, the heavy right. lifting, you you're want to people will do you know, it, but you want to be involved no, and you and help out. Right. And then it creates that better thing, that better energy on set too, that everybody's in this for the art and for the love of it, that's right? right? And that's what ends up showing, like we were talking about before in the overall body of work, it really shows when that energy's there and everyone's doing it for the love and and it's just all running on this level. Like, Mm. it really just shows in the final product every time.
1: When you see see the images, you know, and especially we got a chance to see it on the big screen for once. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Pardon me, that was was amazing. We actually got to see it and we were just like, wow, this is just amazing. Yeah. Because some of the drone shots, because it just looks so vast and it's so – There's so much countryside and there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, which is great because that's what they needed to see. They needed to capture those images because it was early Australia.
0: Yeah. It sets the stakes too for what's going on, yeah.
1: Because you're one person in the middle of nowhere. And the same for, it. you know, I guess it becomes a chase film, but then the way logistically it was edited and um, you could hear Cobb in the background, yeah, yeah, his voice taunting. It's quite menacing. And yeah. they were searching around and looking. He's going to get us soon, you know. And then there's a, a wonderful edit in this in this film where uh, the mother uh, reaches out and sees her daughter, and she wants to reach for the daughter and come to me. And then in that same image, you see a hand come around and go over her face, like, not to call her, and it's the same cut and then she finds herself back underneath this gorge where Cobb is above and it's her husband saying, please be quiet, he can hear you. Yeah. It was just a wonderful edit. There's this beautiful edit in the middle of this film and it
0: gets me every single time. Yeah. I just go, I love that edit. Yeah. I love that edit it just shows you everything like you know in the in the moment like it really oh. makes the the inner the yeah, yeah. emotion of like oh, the, the, yeah because the mother's
1: looking for this daughter you feel for them oh, you, feel you feel for, feel the for main them characters. you feel yeah. for them straight away yeah yeah and it's just these you know i was just like i love working with really smart clever yeah. people well that's filmmaking at right? its finest, right i just love working with that sort of uh, heightened heightened sense. You just go, you guys are yeah. on the money. You pull you guys, that out. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's when you get like a really good writer and director or if, it, you know, normally they're doing one and the same most times and like, it's like great substance. You're reading a script. You're like, man, this is going to be a good film. I'm so pumped to play this character, you know, to be a part of this, but then like it can change so much in the edit when it oh. comes around to do that. And then like everyone's bringing their little, um, part to the party, right? To make yeah. it an epic thing. And it's just it's so cool when it comes together like that. And it's like, wow, I was not expecting it to be no, that right. part to be that good. And that it provokes the emotion in me, even though I know what happened, I know where we shot that. I know yeah. all the things that went down. It it looks so great. Like what we did. Like the overall vision and overall picture that they they see. It's just quite fascinating sometimes to be in the mind of a director and like they're over, like cutting the film and piecing it all together mm. as you're on set and you're like doing your part. You have no idea. But, no, that's right. And you and see it. You are like
1: wow. they get to go home and just look through the rushes and say like, "We filmed all yeah. this today. I love this sunset. I love this moment you've captured here." Yeah. It just that's all that little bit of magic that happens. It just um, there's there's a shot where I actually get um, I actually get clobbered, and um, that shot I I kind of did it. Went okay, I get it. And I just had to time it right. Um, and there's no stunties on set. It's just me. It's basically me as Cobb and Jesse as the the husband. Yeah. Uh, Irish. Come here, Irish, as I used to say to him uh, in the film. Yeah. And he just clobbers me with this piece of wood and I go down hard. But uh, it looks amazing. It absolutely looks amazing. Yeah. Like this, it's stuff that Stallone put together. You know, bang, bang, bang. bang. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, Jesse, uh, so as d- he plays the uh, character and he yeah, wrote it as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so he's the blonde guy. that is the yeah, other character. Yeah. yeah, yeah so he's yeah. he
1: plays the husband and it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yep, he's the writer director, and he's he's got all those those roles on set as well. So he's yeah. not, not only as an actor, he wrote it, he's trying to get, talk to the DOP, fi- finding the right shot. Yeah. Gel it all together, going back in his head thinking, okay, I've got that shot. I need to find this other shot. We've got to do this. You know, they're always B rolling something.
0: Is your A camera, B camera? Yeah, you see something out there at the time and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah let's get this while we're here. We might use it. Yeah, we might mostly not use yeah. it.
1: Birds in the sky. Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: It's a beast, isn't it? Yeah. Like to, yeah, to take all that on yourself, like in, and give justice to the scenes and everything yeah. you're acting in, as well as um seeing the overall picture and controlling the set and everything as well. Totally. Yeah, it's, it, it takes a, a really talented individual, yeah, to put that together. Yeah, that's cool. It's awesome, <laughs> so good. No, I want to see the the whole film. How long oh, is it? Yeah, the actual uh,
1: cut. I think it's about uh, seven to ten minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah.
0: hoping that Jesse might
1: uh, Jesse Richardson might very well put up another uh, viewing of A Godless yeah. Country. Hopefully, in yeah. uh, the cinemas again for us. So that yeah. So that was we, a we can the kind, kind of
0: screening was it
1: all? Was yeah. wasn't
0: it one of the film festivals as well? I think we did. Um, uh, Asin like wasn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. AISON? AISON? No, um, I'm thinking. Anyway, it was that one of the, I remember seeing it at one of the film festivals when I was originally talking to you to come on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's cool when you can catch those. Um, and eventually, like, obviously it's doing very well on its circuit, on its film circuit run, uh, the festival run. So, yeah, he probably doesn't want to put it up online for uh, that. To, <laughs> well, that's How right. many more awards do you want, mate? Well, <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> no, right. It's doing you know, so well, but yeah.
1: it's just going gangbusters. It's such a great piece. Yeah. For, for him to sort of say to us that he, he actually tried to approach, um, you know, uh, Screen Queensland, uh, he went to them and they said, look, you know, you, this is a great idea, mate, but, you know, you're going to need a lot of money. And he's like, no, you can shoot this. This is going to work, you know.
0: Yeah. But they don't see it though. They no. Um, no. The, yeah, yeah. And he, they might not be uh, so creative themselves to think that things like that's that can right. be shot. And that's, yeah. It's
1: hard for that. Uh, Whole, uh, and I might, you know, maybe that comes down to the pitch. Maybe that comes down to, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've got to have a really great pitch, you've got to have that visual pitch. You've got to really entice them to understand, got to capture them quicker yeah, than yeah. what you have
0: got to capture the attention of people in Correct. the actual film. Yeah, yeah, and it's especially if you've got nothing to show them, mm, no um, proof of concept or yeah. anything. Yeah, and
1: I think he did have something. He had something to show them, and he had to, he wanted to really push this whole project. Now I don't know. I keep pushing him. Every other
0: day to go, let's do a feature, let's do a feature. Yeah.
1: You know, um, and I said, let's just get backers. We could, I'm sure we could find backers of our own.
0: Yeah. You know, well, and no, pull I know friends go. that have done it. Um- like uh, my friend, like uh, Ashley Jensen, Do you know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, she's going to come on the podcast. She's doing work really well, but done so much stuff herself with yeah, her, like, right, yeah. yeah, debut feature, uh, feature and um and a lot of the features she's done since then. Are getting like private funding and backing, Which is to lovely. do the films that she could because she had a lot of trouble with, I think Screen Queensland and stuff like that originally yeah. as well. Like, try not trouble just. They weren't, you know, like they weren't doing a lot of stuff. with backing no. people here and um, things like that. And I'm sure they back some people, but and they can't back everybody no, as well. That's right. But and then she just ended up her and um, like her, you know, um, co collaborator a lot went out and did the uh, did it themselves as mm-hmm. well. Like um, their f- debut future five hundred miles was great. Like I, I went and saw that actually. Chris was briefly in it that we know, yeah, um, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. So she's done a lot of things like that herself as well, and um, it's definitely there to do. But it's the hustle isn't it how much you want it that's right like it to get these projects off the line as well like and it's just um like you see the overall vision in the picture for it but it's hard to get other people's imagination working yeah. in that regard it's like you know if you're going into the screen queens that whatever it is like this is no brag on um you know nothing against screen queens and they no, do a lot of stuff for the industry they as do. well and, like, they, help and, bring they these keep, and they keep
1: pushing um so much diversity. there yeah. are there are um you know, they've been supporting for Young Rock. They supported uh Well, everything that gear, comes here. That, that's uh, how they're getting the uh, financial. Joe and Carol. Yeah. For Stan. Yeah. Um There's so much stuff that they have, have supported. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure, Yeah and so let's not let's not push the whole bag yeah, thing. nothing, on that. nothing that's on that. not what we yeah. are about
0: we're talking from the indie perspective yeah, as well exactly. and, and, yeah and I think like you know you gotta they might not have the emotion that the creative does that's the one who has actually r- written this piece and yeah. you know like to see the overall vision you're like oh I don't know how you're gonna get that but when I watched that um, like just the trailer obviously I was like I can see this being done on, on a shoestring budget you know like you say yeah. you get the odd drone shot to see the landscape mm. that's not that expensive to be able to to do you know a lot no, of people have right. the gear to do that and and you know can fly a drone out there whether you have a license or not I don't know but um, <laughs> you know like you can do that out there and it just brings so much production value to the shots like yeah. and through the, the overall film and then as you say there's only like four or five main cast members that's in right. the film probably and so that's not, that's not a lot. And that, and then, you know, you're doing little things, you've got the DOP, you've got a couple of lighting guys, you've got a soundie, you know, like you have a skeleton crew. Yeah. You could, I could see how that could be made on a, you know, a not very big budget at all.
1: No, that's right. So, uh, I mean, the story, uh, had ultimately in the edit, edit suite, it evolved from something else. And there's, yeah. there was a ton of footage that didn't get uh, The used. guys didn't use. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they wanted to show uh, some, some, you know, uh, conversation between uh, the men uh, that were being held uh, captive, yeah. um, how other people escaped. Um, uh, and they, they reworked a lot of it um, to get the final uh, cut that they needed. And, I mean, that's that's most projects. You're not going to have... Um, you know, I films films feature films run from nearly two hours, some of them three hours, which is
0: I Yeah, it's crazy now. It's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. I you mean, know? I love it, but, but it's, it's sometimes a little bit too much, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a fine line. Yeah. And they these these baby projects that they just
1: they cradle and they just need more and more and more footage. They need to go deeper into these characters. Yeah. Um, do you think is is it really warranted? Um, so yeah, they really uh cut back on a lot of stuff that they did shoot. Um, and then obviously the the story went a different way uh, to present characters in a different light. Uh, and it is what it is now. So yeah, okay.
0: And that's the that's the beauty of filmmaking and, that's the, right. and what happens in the edit. And I mean most of those things, um, like the budget is in post production too. A lot yeah. of the times is like where, you know, like you sitting there with an editor and a color grader and all those things that mm. it needs to go through in a soundy to, you know, to do the post sound and everything. And yeah. that's where the money tends to go. I know a lot and, of the time. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And
1: because uh the production just finished filming when COVID hit. So Uh, Jesse Richardson, the director-writer, had this thing ready to go. So then he said, okay, well, I've got to find uh, a great editor. I've got to find someone that can do a little bit of ADR and possibly good color graders. Uh, And then what happened was that all these people couldn't work because COVID was on. Yeah. So he had all these professionals sitting at home and he put the call out and people were just contacting him Mm -hmm. saying, well, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Can I have a look at it? So he was getting really great professional people helping out with this project. And I think that's what sort of made this something a bit more special, what it it has become. Um, And without that, I think probably it wouldn't have looked as good. I don't know. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You just don't know. Well, I feel like, I mean, I've only seen the trailer once, I keep saying, but like it, it seems, so, it seems like quite simplistically shot, but I know everything would have been done for a reason, you know, oh, that definitely. way. But I can see how you make it, you can make it look like such a big film, but in such a small way, like of doing yeah. things with those drone shots. That's what I was sort of trying to get at. Yeah. And like, you know, you're showing such a vast location and mm. landscape, but really you're only filming it in like a, you know, yeah. a narrow sort of corridor of, right. um, of of area that you that you're actually able to utilize and make a film out of. That's right. Yeah, it's impressive, and that's you know once again it beauty just of works it. so well. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's um we we definitely had to drive two hours. out Oh of, yeah, to get of to, to of the
0: location. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To get to these kind uh,
1: of locations areas, that were yeah. sort of remote. Yeah, but still, two hours out of uh, Brisbane isn't so bad. No, um, and uh, you know the essence is in the in the viewing of the film itself, um, great, wonderful shots, just beautiful, beautifully done. I mean, uh, Aaron Singfield, who's the director of photography, he's won many awards for this particular little piece, uh, all over the world. People are loving the look of this film. Um, Jesse uh, Richardson as the director. Um, I've won a couple of awards for it. Um, (laughs) but you know, um, uh you know it's it's it was a wonderful experience and i'm hoping that the next project that i take on in september uh is just as amazing yeah um working with some really great people again and i think that's the thing with film uh there's a lot of passion when you're working with these guys and girls they come to you and they they tell you their their sort of heartbroken stories yeah where they've been let down.
0: Mm, it happens, yeah.
1: And they they basically bring you on side because they say, that's not going to stop me because I know that you're great at what you do and I want you to be a part of this. Yeah. Because I know that if I have you, I know that we are going to be successful and I promise you that we are going to work um, 100% uh whatever you need, whatever I need, we're going to work together and get this done. Yeah. And having those little conversations with these guys and girls are just, you just you just feel for them because you just want to be involved. Yeah. You want to help out as much as you can. Yeah. You want to be a part of that Yeah, um, because it's just going to be so, something special, you know, and that's that growing process of understanding. Um, it's not all about, you know, um, flashy cars and, uh, basketball shoes. it's not yeah it's not about that stuff. It's about trying to find these creative processes and make these stories come to life so that people can be in awe of them and then through that you you probably end up inspiring other people to get out there and do the same thing.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I know, I, like, I appreciated film from a young age and you learn things from it and that's probably what attracted me to actually going down the, the realm of, of doing this myself, you know. Mm. And it's just, you know, your way of giving back or whatever you like to inspire other people. Like, you were inspired through the the actions of other filmmakers. Oh, definitely. And it's just the beauty of the art form, really.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I as a kid, you know, I can... Uh, anything that was sci-fi um, I, I adored um, so you know you got all your Spielberg films uh, Lucas films um, uh, I I adored um, Jeff bridges when I was a kid um, I think he's a he's a wonderful actor um, I uh, I used to like what Mel Gibson was Doing for for different parts and yeah, and then I see him grow again uh, coming out. Not only in the production side of, of processes that he has uh, and projects that he does, and he he likes to throw himself in every now and again. But there are some wonderful sort of pieces coming out that he has been involved with, um, and supporting other actors that get like a hard hard knock. Like I remember when he did. Um, Uh, that wonderful war film with Andrew Garfield, and he directed that. Andrew Garfield got such a bad rap uh, after he did the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, And he did that film and everyone was just like, he was just amazing in that. And now I think that he's done, uh, he's getting some uh, other great credit where credit's due. Um, But not only just, I guess, male-orientated directors and and um actors, there are all of, also the 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 female
0: yeah. actresses. Oh mate, there's powerhouses to, to around actors. around Queensland. Like there's so many good actresses around here.
1: I mean um I know that uh power of the dog uh there's a bit of a blurb now at the that, moment. That where Netflix it, film, yeah. Yeah with uh Sam Elliott saying that it was a he's like what what is this a piece of shit? Like Yeah yeah yeah, saying yeah. it was it was it's I think not, it was a really
0: homophobic yeah, sort of stuff. have right? I haven't watched it personally, no, and I've, um, I've
1: actually I've not finished the whole film yet. Yeah, um, but I'm I got to sit through it again and I'm watch it
0: again. I've read but up on right, it, but yeah, yeah it's a, it, yeah. I don't know if it's a film that I really overly am attracted to watching, but I did see. It, no, it seems like it's good. I'll probably watch it at some point. Yeah. I watched nearly everything else, so it's yeah. interesting
1: to see the act the actors that are in this show. I've seen them actually in other roles, yeah, and uh, they're they're actually d- different roles for these actors, which are great. Uh, yeah. I find that it's it's comforting. you actually see some of these actors in this film on in a different way, yeah, um
0: different completely different roles. yeah um, shows the range, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Bernarddine Calabash is fantastic. Yeah, he's, well, such he's got, a good
1: actor. Um, I know for theater, he's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, theater hands down. Like, he's an amazing actor well, on he, theater.
0: I feel like he played a similar character maybe in that Imitation Game as well, which was yeah. big, he was closeted like homosexual or whatever and yeah. that, and you couldn't do it in those war times. It was frowned upon, and he yeah. had the wife. I think it Karen Knightley. I think that might be. We played that. officer. Yeah, plays her, his fake wife, but and she, you know, like and in and in, that's great. Um, yeah, I think he was apparently him and Kirsten Dunst. I think for that, like they hate each other I don't know you know like method acting style (laughs) I think there was I don't know if he was a real asshole to her or something but they did it on purpose yeah I think or they did it just to get the good for the film. It's funny when you hear stories like that. Yeah, yeah. was What's like it? come out Tom uh, Hardy recently, yeah, Tom apparently, where Charlize Theron was making an absolute nightmare to the point where she needed security on yeah, set. Yeah. she was freaking out about him. And yeah. she looks like she'd kick an ass or two as well. Yeah, I reckon. So it's like, yeah, it's, man, you must have been going yeah. deep with this. Hey? like yeah and it's funny that you didn't hear about well I didn't hear about a lot of that. It just came to light. I think she maybe did a book and wrote mm. a lot about it in, in that yeah. or something. Um but yeah it's interesting the method um aspects that people I mean, if uh, Tom
1: Hardy's anything like Venom, like the Venom Rolls where he's talking to himself all the time, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I think it was worse than that by the sounds of it. But they're yeah. supposed to be doing a second one. They're
1: about to shoot it down here. Yeah, maybe. The I, know, one. I think they're focusing on her character. Oh, a, are they? Yeah, I think oh, that's so what it was. Yeah. I not don't a, think so, no. Oh, really? Well, that's what I've read.
0: But. Okay, I don't, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know a thing about I just know that it's about to start shooting down yeah. here or it may have started already. Yeah, right. It's really close. Because, I mean, that's
1: it's a whole other spin that. Uh, for the Mad Max genre to pull out this other character and go, well, let's have a look at this character. Yeah, well, it's
0: always focused on the same one, yeah. hasn't it, for the majority of it, and then they remade it, obviously, with Tom Hardy basically playing the same character, right, Yeah, as the, the first one. Was it, yeah. is it uh, Malcolm, yeah, Gibson, Malcolm Gibson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like that. that's interesting. But, yeah, the things that you do. Man, it's a thing. Like, I know I've taken, like, especially when I was, like, less trained or what? I, I think I've definitely taken like the, some method acting approaches to a lot of things that I've um, that I've done even though I'm not going to say that I'm a method actor or anything like mm. that but I can see where they're coming from when they do those things because mm. you can be taken out if you're um if you're not so good at controlling yourself and maybe the scenarios you can be taken out of scenes and character a lot quite easily by mm. so many people around you mm. that sometimes to get the realism in it you kind of play that character all the time or you stay Stay in it or you let things happen on set that maybe you don't normally necessarily would, you know, or Mm. you don't just to evoke some kind of emotion in you to like Mm. be able to substitute and play that character like that way. Um, Man, I I know I I did a lot of things like that. Uh, I did a film once where it was actually a feature that I was in and um, like I kind of like I was kind of sweet on one of the the chicks that was in the seat that I play alongside of a lot of the times, but um, she was really cool. We were really good friends. Like all of us, a tight knit group got on so well, but I like, it wasn't like I was like, wanted this chick like hug, you know, like, but I let those emotions get me a little bit sure. more than what I needed into because I felt like it would work well for the character of when I approached it to her in the in the scenes, you know. And um she was like a really she's a really good actress. Um and so like it was good to feed off of her. You know, you get in those scenes where it's like Two and Throne, but I honestly, I allowed those things to happen in my own mind, in my own body, in my feeling just to get some more substance to the mm-hmm. scene, you know? Like it's like whatever you can do to enrich the performance well, or right. enrich the character, I think it does justice to the film to do it. Did it have an effect later on? Yes, I will say that. Like, because, (laughs) you know, like once everything finished, it it was really weird. Like it was a weird feeling to deal with, to come away from it. But I also think, you know, it was the debut feature film. It was like tight knit group. We were always together shooting. Even if we weren't in the scenes, we were there helping out, you know, lugging gear around and stuff like that or whatever. So it was awesome. It was one of the best experiences of my life to be involved in. Um, but yeah, when you, when you, when it's all said and done and it's over and you go away from that, there's a few pieces to pick up afterwards that yeah, sometimes yeah. is an, you don't realize what you're doing to yourself sometimes, no. um, just for the beauty of the work, you know, but, um, it's, it's cool. I don't know. It makes it interesting. It's substance yeah. to life. It's substance to the, the things you're involved in, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know where we where we came from with all that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not, it, it
1: doesn't end up with uh,
0: flowers and chocolates. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not like that. No, but uh, no, it was good. It was good. But uh, hey, man, whatever. Yeah, you can enrich the performance. I think when you're maybe when you're like uh, not less educated, I guess, but less well versed on mm. things with acting, you just use those little things because it enriches the performance. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just and that's what I was getting at when I was asking you earlier about do you use the substitution side of things? For a lot of personal stuff to portray your characters, or you know, like it's interesting how people go about what they do when they act on screen. You know, definitely. Yeah. I mean,
1: people have their own way. Um, some people just, you know, you hear all the 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 well the well versed actors. I think it was Anthony Hopkins. He says that um, he was uh, trying to, you know, I think it was working with. Uh, Sir John Gilgood, I think it was, and he had trouble trying to say the words or whatever. And Sir John Gilgood said to him, Oh, look, you just just say the words, Anthony. You just all you gotta do is just say the words. You don't have to do anything else. Just say the words. Mm-hmm. And he sort of took it on board and then he came out and he just he said the words. He just, oh, said the words, rah, 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 rattled them off, you know. Mm-hmm. And everyone just said it's perfect. And he felt like he he was sort of
0: Half asking it,
1: yeah. 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 He said, "Well, that's not real. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I haven't done anything. That you know, did I? Was that is that acting? <laughs> well,
0: because yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's f- because you can get so in your head over what you're trying to do, and yeah, you know you yeah. got to put a performance together. Because you know out yourself when you
1: get uh, something to read, and it's like how how like so it's like uh, Joey from Friends, right?" Mm. Like, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So how are you doing? How are you doing? How, how you are doing? you doing? Yeah. Like, so you focus on so many on ways to those silly that, things yeah. that you're focusing on one word to push this whole thing. And I think that's the whole trick, is that uh, I remember when I, when I first started, everyone was was pulling their eyebrows up. Everyone that was trying to get something across. Yeah. Was like, hey, you know that guy down the street? He sells cars and they're cheap. So you're pushing all the <laughs> things. Overacting, overacting completely. Overacting, yeah. right? You're trying to push, you push. You're supposed to relax the mask. You're supposed to push all your face down because you don't talk like that. When you walk into a coffee shop and you go, oh, g'day, how are you? Um, can I get a cappuccino? Thanks. It's natural. It's just, yeah. it's nothing, there's nothing there, but that's what it is. It's mm. natural, boring life. And if you're talking about cheeseburgers in a big car or whatever, smoking cigarettes, that's the whole, that's the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's it's dumb, but that's acting.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's like it's, it takes a while to learn that because yeah. you're trying to do something no, all the time to, and, and you're to trying to pos- overplay the lines.
1: Position your body in a weird sense, you know, because yeah. the camera can see you a certain way. Yeah. You know, and then... I don't know how many times I've been sat at a table, you know, to look like I'm here and then they go, oh, just just cheat your weight sort of over so you can reach across and not move too much because you're in a shot like that. Yeah, really
0: tight, close right? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: so that's that's the other thing with um, actors on set. You have to position yourself uh, if, it, if it's called for, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what else? Uh, the rest is like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I haven't really done a lot of green screen stuff. Um, I've done some some green screen stuff for commercials. Yeah. Where you probably don't even see my face. I remember I did a, um, I think it was a hard yakker ad. Um, I'm just one of the four blokes that are watching this digger dig up a hole and it gets stuck in a hole. And then the hard yakker man comes up the hill. He throws a throws a a rope around a a cement truck, he grabs it on the back of this thing, pulls the lever, the cement truck winds the thing back and pulls it out and then he's like, see you later, you know. And then part of that commercial had um, something about a blizzard. I don't know why it was in there but they put this huge coat on me, like he couldn't see my face. It was this huge thing and fans... And I had to look like I was trudging through this like wintry uh, cyclone and they were just like throwing snow at me, you know, in a fan. Yeah. And, uh, and I still don't know why that was in that commercial, but it was in there. They were trying to push something else, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a strange but one, yeah.
1: I know, and it's commercials are always like that for me. It's just like, who writes these things? Yeah, how, that, do, how do they, how's this selling this product?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's the shock factor, isn't it? I think a lot of the times so that's something so out of the ordinary, like, yeah. so it gets people's attention because otherwise you're like, God damn it, another ad on TV, yeah. like, and you want to yeah. switch it off or you mute it or you just don't yeah. really, you need something out of the ordinary to catch your attention that's so they right. sell the product. So, that's weird, so they just, just come weird up with imagery, some strange stuff. Yeah. Weird
1: imagery that they present to you and you're like, what's that? Why is there a
0: donkey on a fence? You know, like, yeah. oh, it's a beer ad. Yeah. Anything goes. <laughs> it's probably a Canadian club ad. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Andrew Garfield though, um, you were saying like, you know, he got shunned a little bit when it yeah. came on to, uh, with the amazing Spider-Man and stuff like that. Have you seen Under Under the Silver Lake?
1: No, no, I haven't
0: watched that. That's a good film, man. I I watched it the other day. I think it did really well at Sundance and things like that. It's like a, it's an indie film, but it's like, you can tell because, you know, like it's one of those ones that attracted him because he wanted to play that character in the film and everything. And like, it's still got a relatively, I'd say a decent budget, but it's an indie art piece. Mm. Like it really is. And it's it's so it's about it's probably, I think two hours, 20 minutes or something like that. It's about like the underworld of elites of not underworld, sort of Hollywood and back in the a little bit back in back in the day, but of like the elites of the hierarchy of being in places and things are happening for them. Like, you know, like the the hierarchy parties, the crazy parties that happen and that there's all these signs in the world that are only really made for a certain amount of people. But once you know that they're there, you see them everywhere and you're like, there's a whole nother society. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating, man. It's so well done. And he's like, he acts his ass off in it. It's great. It's such Under a good film. Silver Lake. Yeah, Under the Silver Lake. It's like wow. on Amazon Prime and stuff like oh, that, cool. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Like, I think it's someone, you know, it's, it's someone that a filmmaker or anyone, filmmaker, someone that loves film, We'll, we'll love we this movie. It. Like, really appreciate it. Yeah, just great writing, cinematography. The shots are just crazy, some of them, but just they they just provoke uh, They provoke so much thought of like, oh, yeah. man, I love what they did there. You know, it's like, I'm not really, like, I'm not, I don't want to give away like much of the film. Mm. Like, it's just, um, but yeah, like he like sees this girl that catches his attention and it follows like he has this great connection with her. He wants to meet her again. He's supposed to the next day and all of a sudden she moves out of her house. And there's like the sign on the wall and he tries to, he just fascinated and wants to track. Her. He's like, <laughs> why has she just left? Like, there's no yeah. way, like, you know, we had this connection. What, how is her house all packed up now? Something's happened. And so he goes on this journey to find her and it just takes them to all these places. And he's like unearthing like this Hollywood connection of it and people are dying left, right, and centre. Wow. They get involved in it. It's just, it's really cool, man. It's just such a...
1: What happened to the whole indie scene? I mean, that's, I remember in the, uh, maybe the 90s, you, I mean, you could go to Blockbuster Video or... Yeah. Um, um There was, there were so many of them. Video Easy. Uh,
0: yeah, I remember um, back in the 2000 day. 2000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. United um, Video. Yeah. yeah, all those ones, yeah. Right?
1: And you could just, you could flick through whatever you need I have not seen that I've not seen that you pick him yeah. out and you take them home um but yeah that whole indie scene I remember mean, it was like uh, like uh, like being John Malkovich yeah um, uh what's another one um oh the one with uh, Jim Carrey and uh Kate Winslet um, um where they are he's he's in he's in in love with her and and what's the that they were together but they broke up and he just keeps showing up at work and
0: she's got dyed hair and I can't remember the name of that thing. Sure, yeah, I don't know. Early on Jim Carrey yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, some of the scenes in that thing, they're in a, they're actually at a beach house and the, the sea is actually lapping at the windows, you know, and he's like in water up to his legs, you know, and it's this weird dream sequence like she's there but she's not there. and yeah. You know, but that's the whole indie thing. It's oh, like yeah. It's really it. artistic. Yo, oh, man, that's, it's like, that's
0: what I mean with this one. Like it had a little bit of a budget. You could tell, but you could yeah. tell he probably took it and didn't get paid like what he's probably worth to do it because he wanted to do it and play that yeah. character. Um Because it's just... I guess once you go to that thing, you do a big budget thing like Spider Man, and it gets yeah, like yeah. ridiculed or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, I didn't think it was that bad, but he's definitely not my favorite Spider Man. But um, it's just like yeah, you yeah. know, you go back to your roots and like that's why right. you wanted to do it because it probably destroyed yeah. your soul a little bit. Like getting ridiculed, <laughs> like you see so many stories like that, or you know, you can well, kind of read right. between the lines of why he would have gone and done the film like that, or her, you know, or what, yeah. what have you. Um, but how important back in the day was title covers and the blurb on the back there because oh, you go to the video shop and you're looking you through and somebody just over, grabs your yeah. attention and, and you're like, you're like what's this about? about?
1: Yeah, You know, what is it about? And it's really hard pressed to find. Like even on Netflix, you try to have a blurb. Oh. The blurbs and the, uh, some of the
0: they don't uh, give you much.
1: There's not much at all, and you can kind of sit halfway through with it and you go like, "This is rubbish. What am I picking this for?
0: Oh so you man, spend another so hour, much crap. Yeah, spend another hour trying to find something. Oh, to watch. I know. it was because it's too much selection. They're oh. like giving you too much of it's, like, of, of it's like when you're shopping for something and there's a hundred brands. Yeah, <laughs> there's a hundred <laughs> different brands of the same thing, and you're like they're all the same I don't even know what the difference yeah. is between this and that I'm just going to pick one that has the cool packaging that I like the look of because yeah. they've wrapped it up right but yeah it's probably not the best choice but that's just that's what I mean like back then I remember looking at the covers and that's what sold you yeah covers. Uh, and, and now,
1: covers, now it's like it's so well you got little trailers trailer.
0: that's where they get you yeah. good with that I was being, like, I tried to think about it when you were just saying about indies and stuff it's like Were there even trailers back then? Because you couldn't, there wasn't that easy to see them. If you went to the movies, you saw the previews to a film and that's what got you. Oh, I can't wait till that comes out or it's about to come out. But now you're getting trailers six months before they drop. Maybe maybe even longer, you know, teaser trailers and little things here. And I think that's what they do really well with those um, Netflix stuff. And that they show you like 30 seconds or a minute of the trailer and like, you're like trying to, but you can generally tell if you haven't heard about this, you know, like, you know that it's probably not going to be great. Like there's yeah. been a few films that I've watched lately and normally I'm not one for turning something off. Like I'll find the good in a movie that I'm watching. Like I yeah. don't really have a lot of bad stuff to say about it. I'll find the good in whatever I'm watching, you know, and I'll give that kind of review as opposed to anything negative overly. But it's just, yeah, it, you get lost in the source now. It's too much selection. There's just oh so much around and you spend half the time of your night trying to find something to watch without just watching something. Because I,
1: if I smash something on, I think I'll try and watch this. And I'm watching it, and then if I get interested in my phone, I'm like between two of these objects, yeah. you know. So I've got to.
0: and it's oh, a real I can't addiction. do it. I'll put it away. I'll put a, my phone away if I'm trying to watch phone something. Away yeah. and try to watch it. You know, yeah. like it's. Well, as soon as you're out, you're out. Like you're not really enjoying it if you're if you're looking at another screen or talking to someone. Like yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it's obviously not good enough to capture your yeah. attention.
1: But I think that's the difference with going to the cinema. Like if I go to the cinema, it's like it's dark and it's like yeah. popcorn and it's like it's people's like it's starting. It's like it's all shh, shh, shh. Yeah. I'm that the complete starts, opposite.
0: right. I I, I I get that. That's what most people I'm I'm out. I, I don't even like going to the cinema. Yeah. I personally, I'm just too distracted by everything else around me. <laughs> I am like the people that just, it just changes the energy for me. I'm, I would much, Hundred percent, rather watch something at home. Like you know, you have a soundbar these days with the sub and stuff. Like you got pretty good <laughs> yeah. sound. You can make yeah, it good. You can, you can, can stop it. it if you need to go to the toilet. You have to wait <laughs> now. A three hour movie and like yeah. hold yourself like from not moving in the seat because you're gonna piss yourself. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I'm weird like that though. But yeah, I struggle with movies, and I went for a long time of not going to watch one. And I recently went and watched the new Spider Man one, and it, I had a great experience. Yeah, it was terrific. It was really well done. It was a good movie. Obviously, it was a good movie. It it was doing... Well, like one of the best movies of all time, apparently. There you go. For, um, for
1: numbers, I think to go yeah. the numbers, right? So,
0: yeah, but it was good, and it was a great cinema-going experience for me, and it revitalized it for me. Mm. I went and saw Batman the other day.
1: Oh, see, that's have the you thing. seen it yet? No, everyone's okay. Like, I'm not. Gonna... Everyone's like, why haven't you seen Batman? Yeah, yeah. And every time I go to someone and say, "Oh, come and see Batman with me," they go, oh, "Sorry, man, I've already seen it twice." Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I've only seen it once, and that's all I needed to for now. But um, yeah. Look, it's. I mean, I don't want to say much because you haven't seen it. So. No, but I
1: mean, it, the trailer looked great. I mean, the whole essence of um, uh, Robert
0: what's the, what's Robert, Patterson, Robert Robert Patterson. Yeah.
1: Patterson. yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say the Twilight Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he's done a lot, lot of stuff. I'm, I have you seen him with uh, William Dafoe in the Lighthouse?
0: I haven't actually watched that. I do. I yeah. I I, I know so, he did really yeah. well. They so they did a good that, movie with for that. that yeah. Was
1: Mike? Uh, it took me back to those indie days. I was like, it's sure. Well, I think it but, is an
0: indie with a yeah, slight right. budget. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because uh, it's black and white, and it's 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 sort of telling the story of two men that are trapped in this lighthouse, and they have to wait for a ship to come back. They have no supplies. The main supplies they have is is rum and wine. Um, And then that runs out, but then partway through the film, uh, he finds a a secondary supplier that the last person left. Yeah. So they dig up a hole and they bring this stuff back to the lighthouse and then they get really drunk and they have this huge fight. Um, And then he fights a a seabird, you know. But it's this weird sort of life of these two men in the lighthouse. Yeah. And how... uh, in the, in the beginning, they don't really get on, but by the end of it, um, they do get on. And then the, when it goes right to the very uh, end, it's almost like they're just at each other's throats. Yeah. Because um, it sort of delves in this sort of, sort of psychosis of being yeah. left
0: alone and you're boxed uh, in yeah. with someone else. Yeah. Another yeah. entity. Yeah. So it's, it, it was an incredible
1: little picture.
0: Um but and he's would, a good actor. I've ah. I've seen some good stuff. Like honestly, I think he held Tenet together. Did you watch Tenant? Well, I,
1: I tried to watch Tenant and yeah, it's pretty I, full on. So I I know it's still sitting there for me to watch, but I'll try and, and watch it. And yeah. people
0: are like, Tenant, tenant, tenant. I think it takes at least two attempts to like to really it. understand it. Um yeah, like the Washington kid, like Denzel's son. Mm. Um I think he's he's good, but he's not great. And he's getting a lot of big like honestly. Robert Pattinson held that film together. Like, he's a supporting act in it. Uh, Washington's the main character. But if Pattinson wasn't so good in it, like, Mm. it wouldn't have done well, I don't think. Like, that's just my personal opinion. He held the movie together. Um, And it's not that I don't like that Washington fella. I've seen him in some other stuff and he's good. Black Black Klansman um, is good with Adam Driver. Yeah, Um, that was actually great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think Pattinson... That's why I was like, when he got cast as Batman, I'm like... Okay, I've seen some good stuff from him. It's okay. Because Batman's one of my favorite. Like, I love Star Wars as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Batman's kind of the one out of all the superhero ones. And I was just like, oh, how's this going to go? Um, yeah, without giving too much away. I think overall it's a pretty good film. It's maybe a tad little drawn out. Mm. Um, but it's a good movie. Like, there's a lot of action and stuff going on. Um, Kravitz, the, Lena Kravitz's daughter that plays Catwoman. Oh, For yeah. me, she was... She won me. She she was the best in the film, I felt. Yeah. It's the most that I was connected to and saying that with Batman. That's what I mean. He was good as Batman. I think he was average Bruce Wayne. That's all I'm saying. There you go. But, but it's different. But, 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 I mean, that's how they- It's different. It's yeah. very different. I mean, it's a gothic sort of style. It's noir slightly. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's so cool. He's, he's
1: trying to find a different way to portray so exactly. Bruce, I guess. Exactly. And it's so hard to do. He's sort of smart, well-to-do Bruce that yeah. got all his fingers- uh, in the pies, mm. and yet when you see Christian Bale's, he's he's still presenting that role to some degree, but then he lets lets out and goes loose and as, as philanthropy goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Swimming, yeah, swimming in the
0: in the pool with the in the, pool with the in models, the yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah,
1: what are you doing? But Bruce? you know he's
0: playing a part, yeah. Correct. I mean Christian Bale in my mind is always is my. Best I mean, I love Christian yeah. Bale and whatever he's in, though. To be honest, but you would have been obviously growing up in the Keating oh, Batman yeah, totally. days and so stuff. So Ke- the Keating,
1: Keating, and then before that, uh, Adam West, yeah, the, like on yeah. TV, like yeah, because just the reruns, you know. Yeah. Uh, holy hole in a donut, Batman! You know that whole. Yes, Robin. It's quite
0: comedic though, isn't it?
1: But it's kind of like because you were a kid watching it, so it it made more sense to be a superhero and it was more a detective show than a a Batman, you know, because it was like solving crimes and solving riddles and figuring out who and how and why and uh, calling the commissioner, you know, you know, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's But, yeah, you should watch it. Go see it. Yeah, obviously Correct. you want to see it. Oh, totally, but, yeah. But Colin Farrell also as the Penguin. Yeah, well, that's You of, don't even see it. Like, no, most people didn't mean, even know. I already knew he was playing yeah, it, but yeah. you cannot tell that you it's him. You can't tell it's him. But he's great.
1: But, see, that's really good because he's he's one of those actors that kind of... He had his hit he moment. Is, he's... He, He's w- weaved into lots of different yeah. uh, entities. Like, so he, I think he was in, uh, didn't he? He took over uh, Johnny Depp's role, did he not? Uh, for the, the new Harry
0: that- Potter things, the Beast. Because. Uh, he may have actually, yeah. Is that the new one, is yeah, it? Yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's only, it's not, hasn't come out. I saw the shorts of it before I um, watched Batman. Yeah, right. they showed it. Um, I think he might be in that now. Was Johnny Depp in the other ones before? Yeah, he yeah. was Because the there was that blow yeah, up with Amber Heard thing and whatever, And then Hollywood yeah. was
1: just like, and then Hollywood was like, no. Uh, so they. Yeah, could be,
0: you're, I think you're right Water, there, yeah. The, Warner
1: Brothers and a couple of other studios broke his contract yeah. and didn't want to have anything to do with him. So um, and that's because Amber heard and yeah, her know, comments. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he's been, uh, you know, he's been still trying to with with respect to Johnny. Um, he's told his story and he's like, you know, I've got. I'm telling a story and then there's a there's a full wine bottle being thrown across my head. Um, yeah, and then she throws another one and it smashes and it cuts. I think it cut his leg open or something. Yeah, okay. Um, and he needed stitches and stuff like that and. Then on the other scale of that, she's been saying, Oh no, he abused me and he punched me and all this sort of stuff. So I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you gotta be the fly in the
0: room. Yeah. To see what the real story is. Yeah. And one one side, like you can see why it would have this like effect. And the other side, like you can see why and and at the end of the day, it's a couple arguing and it got into a a dust up thing and whatever. I mean, I'm sure it happens.
1: When it's in that limelight of 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 media people, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, And it's and it's the same with Disney. I mean, Disney, you you can be a part of something for Disney and if you say something wrong on social media, yeah.
0: bang, they'll sack, sack you yeah. off like that. Well, I think they took her off the Mandalorian and now I think she's coming back well, again.
1: I think because of uh, the uproar and I think uh, Jon Favreau has really been pushing to trying to get her back in because he's yeah.
0: like, He's done so well with oh. those man that Mandalorian series was so good and the Boba Fett spin off you yeah, know Yeah yeah I mean
1: I I just really I mean I've been a Star Wars for uh, fans since I was probably god I don't know like 7 7 or 8 Yeah yeah um I still got like original pieces I still got like the the black uh hand solo pistol Yeah know, I've seen buttons. a few things you put up on Facebook um, and you've got and It's still in so its box Yeah you know the box yeah, is okay. a little bit tattered. I've, I've I've taped it together, but the thing still works. And I've got the to the toll toys um, land speeder when it was when when K- uh, Kenner didn't actually buy all the pieces. They they were still trying to flog ideas and toys out to toy sh- uh, makers uh, because the film when the original Star Wars came out in seventy seven. Um, uh, Lucas put all the patterns out. For toy makers to make toys, but then they couldn't get the actual ships patterns out of the film quick enough to the toy makers. Yeah. So Kenna, I think it was Kenna, was just basically started making up their own toys and went, Well, I think this would be in the film, and we can put a we can put hand solo in this thing. And they were actually making their own things that weren't even in the film. Okay. But you can buy those. I think I've got two of them yeah. that's still at home um, from when I was eight. Uh, and if you have those things, they're worth a lot of money because essentially it was, they, they weren't in the film, but they represented the film yeah. because they couldn't get the patterns there quick enough uh, for them to make the, the toys. And you can see that through history. When you go to buy something from the shop, and I know when I was a, uh, as a kid, they, they released Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi, And we couldn't get anything from Empire because it still wasn't coming across the sea yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because we didn't have the internet in those days or mobile phones. Mm. So we had to wait. Um, And then when Jedi finally came out, we started by the end of the run of Jedi, we started seeing uh, Empire toys in the shops. Yeah. And that was a whole two or three years ago. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem with it. It was this... Just this leap forward and backwards all the time. So now, when there's a like a re-release of something that was in the original films, dudes my age, uh, guys and girls my age, just jump on it and go. Oh, I'm, I'm having that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you couldn't, you get, couldn't it so get it. it. So yeah, yeah. And There's a nostalgic feeling to all that totally. as well. Yeah, yeah. They've done so well. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about the remake of the other. Well, not the remake. Sorry, the three newer ones and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I gotta say, like, I thought I still enjoyed them, you know, because I love Star Wars anyway, so sure. I still enjoyed what they yeah. were. I, I mean, mean, I'm
1: the same, mate. I mean, all the all the JJ Abram ones, right? They, yeah, all these weird spin offs and the uh,
0: Ray and all yeah. that sort of stuff, Ray Skywalker well, and all that. I mean, it's great that they had a female, you know, lead it's in fine. it, but it's, it's it's it is hard. Like, I was still in it. But like as a guy that you know grow up you know grew up on Star Wars as well, and like you know you have that thing where you you can relate to a male lead character yeah. and that like to a Jedi to look up to because it'd be so cool to be a Jedi, you know, in yeah. in, in, the, in this in that scenario in that world. Um, it was still cool. Like I still felt a lot for her and and the stuff, but like there was a little bit of me that really wanted a male Jedi somewhere in there as well. You know, yeah. like I mean, obviously you've got oh, Skywalker that goes bad, or oh, well, mm. you know the. Um, Adam Driver's character—that's obviously a bad guy in it—that yeah. comes good eventually. So if I spo- I'm spoiling that for you, then you should have seen it by now. But
1: um, <laughs> but I think yeah. it's like that nostalgia. Like they yeah. they try to push that nostalgia. For me, it was like I was waiting well, it to sells see it as well yeah, to yeah. new people. You know, you like know, I was I was waiting to see like. Um, you know, uh, Liam Neeson show up, yeah. You know, and be a voice or a space ghost or whatever it is. course yeah. Force yeah. Ghost. Well, they're
0: bringing a lot of people back, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. Well, supposedly he might be in the Obi One. Well, that's Kenobi true. And uh, see series. now that
1: they've got all this information now. You know, uh, from, you know, obviously everyone on the internet yeah,
0: yeah talking yeah. about
1: it. And so now they're sort of hopefully listening. But the other I thing that does are, get that, me. I
0: think they are a little bit because they're making a lot of it and it's yeah. gonna be very profitable for them and like but,
1: they they dropped the Obi-Wan Kenobi series trailer I know, just I watched the other it. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the thing is about this, and it it sort of it plagued me a little bit when I was watching the Boba Fett uh series as well, that, Everyone, like even Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith that did Clerks and he did um, uh, Silent Bob yeah, and he, yeah. and he uh, Ray and, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Strike Back, all that kind of stuff. Mm. He even said, he came out and said, what the hell is this? Boba Fett would never take off his helmet. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. Right? Because he's, from my era, like, Bobby Fett never
0: took his helmet off no right? you never knew there right. was any, who was underneath right. it Yeah,
1: and then the thing was when, well, when, when you, you try to
0: see the clone though right like you saw Tom Morrison like, that's right um, so you did see him in one of the yeah. one of the films because he had like apparently he had like seven minutes or something overall over like three of the movies yeah. but he still was like a fan favourite enough for them to listen to make series on him and, that's right yeah. and
1: then obviously uh, with the animated series they go well that's the go to every every clone looks like him yeah. we can just change him Around, some have got blonde hair, some have got scars, yeah, some yeah. have got mustaches, some have got one eye. You know, yeah. it's endless, right? Yeah. And, I mean, to open that up, and even uh, Morrison said, he says, "I'm I'm keen to play any of them if they want to do that. L- let me know, you know." Yeah. Um, because I guess that's that's maybe the Ahsoka series. Yeah, um, maybe we'll see him in the Obi One series. I don't know. I
0: yeah, I don't. Oh, do you mean Liam Neeson?
1: No, no, uh, 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 Tamaru d- Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. because I mean, in essentially, some of those clones are still a- around. Yeah. Especially the Obi Wan series, yeah, and some of them are older
0: in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, because, because the, I only watched. When a little, you look
1: at them, um, when you look at the animated series that they've done,
0: I watched little bits. I watched yeah. a bit of it, but there's so many seasons and so well, many different right. ones that I didn't get through. But I, I got the gist of what's yeah. going so on. So you've yeah. got
1: your your true the the true fans of Star Wars that are out there that'll understand. That'll be uh, y- you'll have um, you know the well known. Uh, um, Wolf, and um, there'll be like all these other other clone familiars that were sort of alongside Obi Wan, alongside Ahsoka, alongside Anakin. Yeah, you know, and they'd show up either half broken or half dead or or just older um, along the way as time passes.
0: Yeah, so just to give a reference back, yeah yeah, 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 to sort of
1: go, oh, those guys are still around, you know. And they're talking about maybe getting Han Solo back in to possible new season of Boba Fett, but yeah. I don't know if that's
0: you know, whether it's gonna be Well, I don't I don't think I didn't think they were gonna do another season of Boba Fett. To well be who honest. knows? Everyone's sort of sort of saying yay and nay, right? Hmm. Um well, The Mandalorian was terrific. Like, that was amazing. Like yeah, did they yeah. actually, you know, like out of, like as I was going to say before, like the movies and stuff, like my favourite ones of the newer movies was the Han Solo one and the Rogue One. Yeah. Like for me, and I guess it's probably a bit of that nostalgic effect because they got some of the, they're in the old school, you know, uh, world of that's of, right. of so Star Wars. Living and, in that same world. But they were just they had more substance to them, I, I felt that's like. Right. And it's, it's... The Han Solo Forever was my favorite one. And then I rewatched Rogue One a couple of weeks ago. I was like, nah, this one is really good as well. There's no real happy heroic ending to no, that. Like no. they, they do their thing, they sacrifice themselves and end up dying. Yeah. But um yeah like Han Solo, I really I wish they did another movie of that because mm. I really like that one. I thought that was terrific. Yeah. Um but yeah John Jon Favreau hit it out of the park with the Mandalorian series, of oh, totally. bringing all those elements back into it, and still having a bit of new school about it. Mm. It's terrific, because
1: like. um, I read a blurb where uh, the what's familiar for people that don't know the the baby Yoda, who is yeah. actually Grogu, is yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were actually not going to include that little character. At all. They said, oh, no, it's a a, a silly idea idea. that's too Lucas. Because essentially that is, that's a very Lucas idea to put like a child in these things. Because if you think about Jedi, they had Ewoks. If you think about all the offshoots when we were kids, that was like uh, Ewok adventure. There was two young kids. In those films. I don't know if anyone knows or any I don't bother think them. I've seen that. I've seen yeah. I films, love the ewoks but and they, they do exist. Yeah. If you look at Disney, they've actually got them up again. Oh, I okay. remember seeing them when I was a kid. Yeah. Because there was no more Star Wars because it finished. Yeah. In 1983, there was that was it. Luke Skywalker, we go, okay, well, that's it then. Um and then they made all these offshoots series of like ewoks and stuff like that. And they still existed. So yeah, okay. there was a hope that. Maybe one day they were going to pull out the old characters and do three more films. They waited a long time, though, didn't they? They sure did. Yeah, and um, and that's that's the kick. I suppose that's the kick in and in, and in, uh, the teeth a bit. Where you know, even for Carrie Carrie Fisher, she uh, she actually does die in real life, um, and uh, Harrison Ford's character dies in the film, mm. and then. Because Carrie has passed. Well, they had nowhere else to go but to kill her off.
0: Yeah. In the film. Yeah. And they used a little bit of CGI to do that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So, and it's sad because I don't know how many times Carrie uh, has voiced her opinion to Lucas to bring it all back. To go, yeah, well, you know, you're, si-
0: you're sitting on your hands, George. Oh, it's a gold mine. Like, what are you, you doing? Know. Yeah. Obviously, he'd had enough and just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he did, obviously, the prequels. Uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then the internet just blew up and was, just bagged the hell out of him. Well, I think that's probably why. Bagged the hell out of him and said, what are you doing? What is this rubbish? Go 10 years later after they were all released and everyone was like, Oh, they're not that bad.
0: You know? And then. And I think that's the thing, like he was, you know, like that probably, hurt him a lot like and people hurt, yeah. like not liking it and that's right and he but he
1: wanted to walk away just when I'm done
0: yeah I'm, uh, pfft, and fair enough like and you don't want to like oversaturate it and damage like how good the other movies were you know that's like right. and everybody loved them so there's a point where you gotta say no in the day and age where they're doing Fast and Furious 10 no, no, and no. They, they're doing so many of the same thing it's just got so ridiculous and then you can see why it feels a little watered down a couple of those newer ones that oh, they did yeah. do that's why I felt there was more substance in the Han Solo one and yeah, the road there was, one they did so well with that there
1: was a there was room enough to allow you to understand that these guys and girls existed before that time so yeah. it allowed them to really create that character and get them from point a to point b and we can see that journey where they go? Okay, well, that, I can. That makes sense because he's eventually going to be a scoundrel. Mm. He's eventually going to be, uh, you know, storing stuff and hiding it away
0: in the Falcon. Yeah, because that's that was that was his gig. You know, God, I want to see another one of those, uh, another movie of the Han Solo one. I don't know if they're going to do it, though. It's been so long now. But But I thought that guy played it really well, though, as well. He Um, he was great. And that's why it's going to be interesting what they do with the Mandalorian, keep bringing Luke Skywalker back. I hope they don't bring Luke Skywalker back too much because Mm. whilst, you know, they're they're using the deep fakes or the CGI and everything, like, it's great. They did a good job. It's like, don't do it too much because you can tell it's not quite real, you know, and it's great to see him. It's awesome to have it in there, but... Just let that be, like you know. And I don't know how they're going to get around that with the Osaka stuff as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing her. I thought that was a great casting choice to get that Rosanna Dawson. Yeah. Um, And I didn't even know who Osaka was until I watched a little bits of the cartoons because I started to bring it back. And I was like, I talked to her, made it work. That knows a lot about all of this. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a crack. She's
1: essentially Anakin's Padawan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And which she's great. And the I'm really looking forward to that series. I think that'll be really good as well. And the Obi Wan, I can't wait for that as well. Like, Mm. and that's very soon, May twenty. I think, yeah, dropped, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: and that's that's the whole thing that these, these things that they've got right now works really well. So, let's hope that they they make it work better. Yeah. Now, uh, talking about the Obi Wan uh trailer, I, and this is one thing that does work me with that, um, the um, deep fake that when you actually see these guys and girls that are right there and they, they can cast these um, um, villains and uh, good good people. Uh, from the animated series, when when we see the Boba Fett uh, show, we see uh, Cad Bane, and he shows up. Mm. Uh, so we we've only ever seen Cad Bane in animation, and then yeah, they yeah, yeah. they get a they get an actor dressed up as Cad Bane in real life in yeah. real live action, and everyone was just like, "No, nah, he's not blue enough. Um, his face is too squashed. He's got his nose is too big." That you know, these fans are just
0: pulling it to pieces. Yeah, I know. It's like be happy that they're doing it, right?
1: Now someone else has come through now, and it's supposed to be the, uh, I think the Grand Inquisitor or whatever it was. Um, they've th- uh, Another person has come back and said, well, the actor that you've got doesn't look right. So they've deep faked it and made it look better oh, okay. straight away from the trailer, and you're oh, like, right here right. we go again.
0: Just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that because I, I didn't know the Cad Bane character until I watched a little bit of yeah. the... I saw it coming in the anime stuff. I mm. thought they did a pretty good job. I like, thought like, it was am not balls deep in the anime, stuff. Because so the, the... No one's ever going to be happy. Star Wars fans I are know, probably the right? hardest to please, oh, man. Just, Just be happy they're doing well, the goddamn thing. Because
1: there's... Because the problem with Star Wars, the timelines are so mixed up. It is hard to follow. So many yeah. genres. Yeah. You've got to go, okay, this is before, you know, if you and if you know, they go like BBY or they 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 state yeah. these facts. Yeah. And you go, what the hell does that mean? Before the Battle of Yavin. And you go, Oh, okay, well, what's that mean? It's like, well, that was when the Ewoks and the Stormtroopers were fighting each other in Jedi. Yeah. Oh, okay, right while um, Lando's flying around with um old mate trying to get to the
0: Death Star to blow it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Are those shields down yet? We're getting killed up here. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like how they, <laughs> filled, they filled in those areas, though, too, of like the before and after thing. I mean, it's cool that they did that, I think, in some of them. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm happy for them to keep making them, just yeah, keep yeah. pumping I them mean, out. I mean, that's it. Yeah. You know? and, uh,
1: the rest is just sit back and, and laugh at the memes, that's all you can yeah, do, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't even really pay attention to it, to be quite honest with you. I'm just happy they're doing it because I'm Bob Stephen Star Wars and I want to see more. Like, and yeah, yeah, it's great, I think, what they're doing. But man, thanks for coming on and uh, oh, sharing pleasure. your journey and my chat pleasure, with us. Daniel. And, Thank um, you, mate. Yeah, man, all the best for the future. And uh, I know you've got a few things going on, and a godless country keeps going strong. Oh, and okay. I want to see it one day, hopefully. <laughs> so <laughs> let's yeah, hope that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Get on it, mate. Come on, put it out. <laughs> <laughs> righto man no, i appreciate it thanks mate good on you righto guys that's us we're out Woo. another episode done and dusted i hope you guys enjoyed the chat there with brent dunner he's a great guy he really shared everything um that he's been going through with his journey there i mean we could have kept going he loves star wars he could have kept going for another two hours there i knew once i started it was all over <laughs> but yeah thanks a lot for listening everyone um it's great. We're getting some real momentum, some great traction with the podcast and that's all up to you guys listening and um, supporting it. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Share it around. Tell everyone, you know, it's a great podcast here. Let's just keep it moving. Um, if you want to reach out, let us know if you've um, got suggestions for guests or anything you want to do. Get in touch with the socials, going deep with Dan Good on Instagram, Facebook youtube channel leave the comments you know guys uh, everything every little bit helps the follows the likes the subscribes you know it, it's just part of the game isn't it that we, we, with this uh with everything with youtube and podcasting and social media you know it's a beast sometimes there's hated to love it but your support means the world to me and i really appreciate it thanks for listening guys we've got some awesome guests lined up as always coming on for the rest of the year if you haven't checked it out, you just listened to this, then uh, check out the YouTube version. You know, we're really, really moving and shaking on that on that front. Uh, the production value is up. Got the new studio. Check it out, guys. All right. That's us.